Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Top 10 Everything. Welcome back, and it's 7.05 in the morning. Yeah. Unprecedented. Yeah. <laughs> Early morning episode. Um, I'm Gavin Croak, along with... I am Jeff Croak. And like usual, we have special member... That's correct. So I'm special member Andrew O'Bara, and today, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest, my dad, Tom O'Bara. Tom? Good morning. Hello, hello. <laughs> Yes. Very excited to be here. Thank you for having me. This is a big day. We're excited to have him. Yeah, this, this is, is going to be a lot of fun. Outstanding. And like we said, we're doing top ten um, music artists. Um, this is a this is a fun list. And this is going to be a long one because we got four people doing lists today. Yes. Yeah. This will be good. Yeah. All right. So I think we should just get right into it because we have so many people. Does anyone have any honorable mentions they want to list off? I I have I have three. Okay. Uh, so, do, do you want me to lead off? Go yeah, first. Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, the the first one, and, and this this is going to be controversial because th- this this group probably should be in everyone's top ten, but I, I just um, probably a generation too late to f- fully appreciate them. Uh, but they've they've still got a lot of good tunes that I like, and I think they've influenced a lot of artists, and that is the Beatles. The Beatles I have as honorable mention. I I should have them in top ten, but I. Uh, just a personal preference thing. Yeah, I don't have the Beatles anywhere on my list. Yeah, this is just because right. I think it's kind of like a favorites thing. I don't really, I never really got into the Beatles. Yeah. Much, personally. So, so I, I had the Beatles. Uh, the second person I had on there would have been in my top 10, but a lot of the recent um, publicity about him has really had him fall hard out of the top 10. And I felt like it'd be doing a disservice. I didn't even mention him in my, uh, as an, at least as an honorable mention, that'd be Michael Jackson. Um, (laughs) phenomenal artist, right? Going back to the Jackson five, he clearly was the one who was, you know, super talented, even at a young age, you could tell that. And then, you know, thriller is one of the all time greatest albums, uh, out there. But with, uh, some of his poor personal decisions, I, I just couldn't, couldn't put him in the top 10. And then the last one was a guy I saw in concert, uh, probably about eight years ago. Um, older person uh, who I really love a lot of their tunes, and that's Paul Simon. B- big Paul Simon fan. Um, oh, is that Simon and Garfunkel. Simon yeah. and Garfunkel. Okay. Um, gotcha. And you're going to start to see a little bit of a theme of some of the people that I have in my top ten, and that they've cut they cut across decades. And I think yeah. Paul Simon was able to do that with the Simon and Garfunkel. And then when he went on his little solo career there in the eighties, um, he had some, also some good tunes. So those were my honorable mentions. All right. Anyone want to go next? Yeah. But how many do you have? I, I have one. I have three. Yeah, go ahead. All right. I'll go. Um, so for my honorable mentions, one group that I had that you guys might, may not have heard of is an kind of like an alternative Newer group called AJR. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you heard of them? I re- I really like this band. I just I found them probably like in the past two years or so. They're newer, obviously, yeah. but I um I like their new I like their um albums. They have some really good songs. Um, they kind of blew up in like their first song. I'm not famous. One of their first songs kind of is a little ironic now that they're pretty famous. Are they, are yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> Um, they are. Yeah, they're in the U.S. Did they um, sing "Burn This House Down"? Is that? Yeah, is that they them? did. Yep. Sober oh, up. That's, that's them we, too. Oh yeah, sober up. Yeah. Um, what was the other one? Oh, uh, "Bang" is the new one. Yeah, correct. So they have a, they have a lot of good songs. They I think they have like three albums right now, but um, okay. and they're newer. But I really like them. Um, 
Uh, my other two are going to some more classic rock stuff. I have the Rolling Stones. Oh yes, good which one. are one of my. They, I, I feel like they have so many good songs. It's just, I really like the Rolling Stones. And you know what's impressive? Those guys are like ninety five and they're still trying to do concerts. <laughs> yeah, and the, the, so, supposedly they're it's a good show. Yeah, if you go see them, I I would love to see them in concert. Yeah, they have a lot of good songs. Symphony for the Devil. Yes. Uh, can't always get what you want. A lot of good ones. Yes. And lastly, I have, I think, more of an underrated um, band that doesn't get enough publicity. It is the Steve Miller Band. Oh, yeah. I, wow. really, I really like the Steve Miller Band. I don't know if you guys know them, but they have a lot yeah. of good songs. Um, Joker, Rockin' Me. There's, uh, they have a lot of good ones. And it was, they kind of, they weren't, a, they didn't last long. It was kind of a short-lived band. I think it was like, like they had eight years where they were really like, but what your point of was crossing across decades, they didn't really do that that well. Okay. Good to know. They're um they're kind of they were kind of short lived and didn't have a ton of music, but the small amount of music that they did put out, I really enjoyed. So, I, didn't, I didn't realize they were only eight years. Well, not eight years. Oh. There was like their greatest hits album, which has a oh, lot of their music is right. from, is from their best kind of point in time. Yeah. Got it. Steve Miller still touring, and and he's and he's considered one of the best guitarists um, in America of all time as far as classic rock and roll. You know, Jeff, I think that for you and I, it was like a rite of passage. You had to get the Steve Miller band greatest hit before you went to college. Um, but um, I, you're right, Gavin. His, his probable commercial, his commercial success probably was short-lived. But I'm sure there are plenty, plenty of old fogies out there that would, that would disagree and say that Steve Miller is still out there producing good music. I, I'm not a fan of his, but um, I know that, that um, he's still kicking around. Like it. All right. I like it. All right, so who who else has some more? But Andrew, I know you got one. Tom, I don't know if you have any as well. Uh, yeah. uh, honorable mentions, I have zero. And the reason being is that because I am such a huge music fan that my honorable mention list could easily have been yeah. 25, 30. I mean, they were, <laughs> when I was still, make, still making this list last night, there's others that dropped out of the top 10 that, I, then, that would have otherwise been honorable mentions, right? Yeah, right. Do, do you still have those? Well, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that because I think I'm going to be pretty long-winded when I get into my actual top oh, ten. Okay, but, right. but but listen, yep. listen. With with Jeff's mention um, uh, of the Beatles, with Gavin's mention of the Rolling Stones, I mean and Michael Jackson. Can we all just agree that yes, these are you know legends in their own right mm -hmm. with regard to their era, their music, everything else, right? Mm -hmm. But these aren't necessarily the bands that you're going to find in my top ten. Yeah, and I think that's good. I, I like I like it different opinions because I, I think um, it, it gives whoever's listening to this a, a wider net to listen to all the different types of things that people are bringing to the table. So that's I love true. that idea. Yeah, I, I think we could all agree that, that, again, those three bands in particular, Michael Jackson, Rolling Stones, Beatles, um, I mean, you could even say like Elvis Presley or whatever, just as far as the influence that they had um, and all that kind of stuff. That everyone could agree, and 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 at least anybody listening could name you know five songs by each of those artists um, and sing them by heart. Yeah, but it doesn't necessarily mean for me personally that right. they're they're exactly right up there. Yeah, yeah. okay, like that's a good point. I yeah. like it. Yeah. Okay. Um. So well, we just got boom roasted by Tom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say my one honorable mention. Um. I have, I wouldn't call this an honorable mention, I'd call it kind of, um, not only an honorable mention, but maybe like a possible favorite artist in the future, because this guy um, recently just came out, maybe like a couple months ago, so I don't want to um, hmm. 
praise him too much, but I don't want to, you know, um, disrespect him at all. Um, so this guy, his name is Kenny Hoopla. I bet you none of you ever heard of him. Um, not many people do, but, um, I think it was a couple months ago, dad, we were probably like in the car Yeah. and like, it was like, we were listening to the radio and his hit song, ready? It's long. It's how will I rest in peace if I'm buried by a highway? Yep. I have wow. never heard that before. I know. Do, do you know this song? Yeah, he's an alt rock. Uh, he's being played on, on alternative rock stations. Um, I think this is his first foray. I mean, his first at least commercial success. Yeah, and definitely that that title obviously jumps out just because of its length. Yeah, but it's kind of like somber, right? Song. It's not necessarily. It's not though. It's not poppy or anything like that. Well, I, I, it's not. It's not somber in the way. It's not sad. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's got a groove to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it's very... Somber, somber wrong choice. It's high energy. Boom, boom roasted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, Andrew, how'd you, how'd you hear this? this um, so, I actually, I'm, I'm not, like, it was, first time I heard of him was on the radio, and then, um, over the past, especially, like, in quarantine, like, um... I was getting, like, because I have, like, Amazon Music as a streaming service, I was looking, like, all, all like, the playlists have, like, him, like, mentioned. And then same thing on YouTube. Um, and I think um, that kind of, you know, you know how easy it is for just these, um, you know, streaming services to just kind of, you know, recommend songs and then just kind of pull you in. Yep. Um, so I listen to him. I listen to his other songs. My other song, favorite songs include Plastic Door and Lost Cause. Um but yeah, I think definitely if he keeps doing his thing and releasing new stuff, um, I'll definitely take a listen. And, you know, maybe in the future, who knows, but maybe he'll be in the top ten. I love it. I like it. Yeah, that's that's fun. I like I like new artists. Yeah, you're big on checking the things out that Andrew says. Because yeah, Andrew always comes like and adds a new spin to stuff that you've never heard that before. That I haven't heard of. So that's, right. that's right, in that, right in that alley. I like it. What else, Andrew? That's it. You that only was it. One. Oh, only one. That's right. All right. Do you want me to kick off? Well, I mean, I guess you could have Mr. Obera go first. Yeah, actually, you know what? That's a great idea. Man being our special guest. Yeah, that's true. I love that idea. Good call, Gav. That's very nice of him. Yeah, right. I don't care. Of course. Of course. I don't care what you say about him. He's (laughs) actually all right. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Number 10. This band hails from uh, Kentucky. Uh, Made their debut in 2006. It's called Cage the Elephant. Cage the Elephant, uh, they've had four studio albums, and if you were to look them up on uh, Wikipedia or Google or what have you, you will find a long, long list of both um, uh, commercial success singles, uh, as well as their albums, but then also as lo- a list as long as your arm of Grammy nominations. Um, the songs that jump out to me as being unique and um, you know go-to songs uh, for this band are Generally off the album, Tell Me I'm Pretty, which won Best Rock Album from the Grammys in 2017. Uh, Mess Around, it's like a almost like a 1960s throwback to go-go music. Uh, Cold, 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 uh, it's another kind of like 1960s throwback to like psychedelica um, music. Uh, the one that I think that probably most people would recognize is from their debut album called Cage the Elephant, and that's in one ear. So, um... Good band. Uh, Beth and I have seen them live a handful of times, and every time we see them, we come out saying, you know what, this is just their stage presence alone 
this could be like the next Rolling Stones, and I know that's obviously a very tall order, but uh, the lead singer and the energy this guy has, as well as a lot of the moves that he has on stage, which really mimic Mick Jagger, um, you can't take your eyes off the guy. Uh, in fact, last time we saw them, um, last summer I guess it was, um, the lead singer obviously, well, he, he left the stage at, at the uh, Xfinity Center. Um, we were not right there um, um, in the expensive seats, but we were a little bit ways back. He climbed through the crowd all the way back to the um, uh, to the various sections. Uh, actually happened to be right in front of my wife and I, and then, then proceeded to climb up the rafters of the, uh, the Xfinity Center, uh, much to the chagrin of the uh, security guards. But um, pretty nuts. So check them out if you haven't heard them. Dynamic band, very energetic, uh, great workout music. Sounds awesome, well, yeah. I, I, I love the name. KTL. KTL. <laughs> Fantastic yeah. name. Yeah. Uh, s- similar to when the, we did a music one with Andrew, I'm taking down serious notes because I want to – I want to pick up on some new tunes. So I love, I love that this is a band I haven't heard of. I like it. I think, yeah, you can go. To you want me to go now, next? Yeah. All right. Uh, so making my number 10 list, uh, hopefully it's not uh, local bias. Uh, but what I, what I find interesting is that they've had hits across five decades, which I think is really, really hard to do. Uh, and that's Aerosmith. So based out of Boston, a uh, lot—I mean, plethora of tunes that they've had that have are, are popular. Um, Steven Tyler's got one of those voices that is so unique. Uh, some of the ranges that he can hit, and they have longevity, which uh, I'm again very impressed with. I think it's so hard to cut across multiple generations and somehow appeal to a new audience, but they've found a way to do it. Most notably, I think their biggest one was when they partnered with uh, Run DMC. Uh, for yeah. this way i thought that was a stroke of genius um it kind of ushered in uh rap music into the mainstream a lot of folks think um with that partnership and it, again it extended aerosmith's uh musical career so i had aerosmith in my 10 spot that's a good one i almost had them in my honorable mentions but i took them out like at the last second when i was rearranging some stuff so i think that's a good one also they have the Rock and roller coaster at this. Rock and roll, yes. If you haven't listened to that podcast, you're in yeah. for a treat. Disney podcast, yeah. <laughs> All right, I guess I'll go with my number ten. Um, this is we're getting into my world of rap, rap lingo. You know how I be. Um, it is Kendrick Lamar. Oh, I thought you were going to say which big, is, big Tony. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Kendrick Lamar is a rap artist. I really like his kind of biggest album is his album Damn that came out in 2017. It had Humble, DNA, songs like Love, and then there was even um, the stuff he did with the Black Panther movies, yeah, yeah. which were big, too. And then kind of when I heard of him, you go back to some of his early, earlier albums, and his songs are, are really good. Like, it's impressive. Like, he's really, really good lyricist. And he's um, really, really good with that stuff. And um, his songs really have a deeper meaning, which I think I like in rap artists. So I think that He's good on the 10 spot. How old is he? Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Is he like 20s or 30s? or 20s. I think. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Probably late 20s. Yeah. If I had to put it anywhere, but I'm not I'm not 100% certain. Nice. Jeez, he's talented. You know what I, Gavin, you know what I like about him? And, and music aside, he, he's kind of an enigma, right? Like, you don't really see a lot of him in the headlines. You I agree. See, yeah, not big on I, social media and stuff. It's not yeah, like he's... Yeah. I agree. So I think that kind of leads to his mystique, the fact that he's not out there, like, um, you know, you, you can't 
you know, flip through a magazine and turn on the news and, and see Kanye West mentioned or, right. or Jay-Z or something like that. But yeah. Kendrick Lamar, I think, has just that, that additional cachet of just being a mystery, but also, um, again, being critically acclaimed. Especially if he's in his twenties, that's almost unheard of for someone not not to be you know throwing themselves out on social media. But I feel oh well, yeah, that's true. I thought you were gonna say, yeah, too, right. but I feel like most like rappers nowadays are all in their twenties. Like there's not oh, really yeah, like, yeah, no, I get that. modern, yeah, but yeah, that's a good point. All right, cruising. Number yeah. ten, Andrew. Who's that? Me? Yeah. Number ten, I have um, a band called Sir Sly. Um, I think. Uh, I don't know. I, I had to put them at number 10 just because um, there are two hit songs, uh, um, High and and Run, um, I think are just basically what makes them them. I, I think there are a couple other songs um, in their album, um, Alter, Fun, um, Astronaut, I think are some others to note. But um, I think it was... It was a couple months ago, maybe one or two, when they um, they released a new song, um, and I think they, they even like posted. I remember like even farther back, they posted on Instagram like, um, you know, I, we can't wait for you to see what we're working on. Um, it's gonna be awesome. Like they they're hyping it up, and then I was like, okay, maybe like it's a new album. Maybe they're doing something. I don't know, right? But it turns out they only released one song. And I don't know if that was what was always planned, but the song is called "All Your Love." Have you listened to it, Dad? No. Uh, no, I, I'm, not, I'm not crazy on it. I'm, I'm kind of disappointed to be honest. I think um, the way they hyped it up, I think it's not, you know, met the hype, honestly. Um, and to say that, I, I'm a little bit disappointed, but they, they are um, one of my favorites, you know, still otherwise, just because um, we saw them at concert. Um, this show was meh. I don't oh, know. Yeah. I don't know. I thought, because basically the whole time they had anime playing in the background on the huge screen, that was yeah, kind of weird. Yeah. Like, it was just not even, like, <laughs> I was just waiting the whole time for and run and high at, yeah. at the end. Like, that's, that's what everybody's waiting for. Yeah, sure, sure. Well, when you're, when you're an early band, when you're a band that, that has, has had early success, and not a huge catalog. I guess that's what people go to their shows for, is to see your 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 most uh, your latest and greatest hits. You know, nothing's more than downer than going to a concert sometimes, and and a, an artist that you really know and love, and they spend the first fifty five minutes playing music from their new album. Right? Yeah. you're there to hear to hear the greatest hits. That's what that's what that's why you bought the ticket. That's right. Um, but you know, how else are you going to expand? You know, your 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 um, admiration for the band if you don't also take in the, the new stuff. So, I don't know. I still have hope for, for Sir Sly. I think they've got good potential in the, in the alternative rock um, category. And um, they seem like they're pretty hardworking. And, uh, um, yeah, I mean, without seeing them in concert, if you look them up on YouTube or whatever, like the lead singer is like six foot five inches, you know. Wow. He's got long hair. He's got locks. Yeah. I think... I don't know, but I think I, I just saw this a long time ago. I don't know if it's still a thing, but the lead singer, he used to have a thing with Bishop Briggs. That's right. Yeah, they were dating. They were a couple. Do you guys know who Bishop Briggs is? Jeez. I've <laughs> never heard of any of these people, to be honest. <laughs> All right. I'm well, gonna, then. I'm going to keep it straight up with you, but. Okay. But, I mean, I'm also going to be talking about stuff that you guys probably don't know either, so it's not like I'm, like, I mean, yeah, it's right, like all exactly. the listeners right now. It's not really about. Yeah, you know I, I, mean? I got a question for you, Andrew. How long has Sir Sly been around? 
Um, I want to say the debut album was in like 2014. Okay. Yeah. I think it was called Ghost. And then, how did you come across them? Um, was it? FIFA, might have been multiple things. That's the thing. Yeah, so just like, like the radio or something. I don't. I don't yeah, know, I think but. it's hard for me sometimes. Sometimes I can pinpoint, and, and if I do, if, if I did pinpoint, I will tell you about it. Yeah. All right. Um, when I like that certain moment when I discovered them or any artist. Um, but this one, I think I, I, I can't. Yeah. It's just kind of been out there, you know, everywhere. Well, not every. Well, everywhere. Well, I think in, so. in the circles that we run, as far as. The stations that we listen to and all that kind of stuff, and and you know some of these, so uh, many of these bands that I'm sure that Andrew's going to talk about and that I have as well, they're they're like close cousins of each other, and they either you know tour together or um, they have albums or hits that that happen to to gain popularity all at the same time. And commercials, I think commercials are yeah, definitely yep yep huge for some of these. Yeah, so that's what's actually kind of charming about some of the bands that I'll mention um, because they're you know you're rooting for the underdog. It, it, when you see them or listen to them, you kind of, I always kind of wonder, is this going to be like the next big thing? Yeah. And so, um, um, at just as much as conversations that I've had sometimes with some of the, the band members of various bands where they're, they're pulling for the, for the supporting act just as much as they're hoping for uh, a great show of their own. So, yeah, that's nice. And, and yeah. I, I think yeah. that, that's cool. And I think, you know, kudos to you guys. How cool is it would be if, you know, you're listening to the band at the ground floor and then right. all of a sudden they blow up and you guys that's have been right. there since day one. I think that's, that's pretty, right. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Move on to number nine. All right. Nine yeah. spot. All right. That's me. Um, it's a band called Kasabian, um, another band that I'm sure a lot of people are going to be scratching their heads never having heard of them. Um, Kasabian is a British rock band. Um, they are, I guess we would categorize them here in the U S as, as being mostly alternative music, but, um, they have, uh, in many of their hits, uh, a lot of electronic type yeah, sounds. Yeah, like dance sort of. Yeah. Yeah. But, it, but it, it's not, I wouldn't call it a, a you know, uh, a dance band, but, uh, just with that underlying beat of electronic gun stuff, it's just very ag- aggressive, um, um, it's excellent workout music. That's it's, true. Um, you know, hard to not get your heart rate at least a little bit elevated by listening to, again, their most popular songs. Songs like Clubfoot, Underdog. Um, there's a song called Days Are Forgotten, which I could have sworn was going to be like the next James Bond theme, just in my own mind. Um, it sounds so um, you know, slick and suave. They formed in uh, 2002. They've got six studio albums. Um you know, the, the most fascinating thing about them is that, um, again, I think my wife and I have seen them twice uh, at two little clubs in Boston at a place called Royale and a place called The Paradise. Um, nice. Yeah, but here's the thing, Jeff, is that, you know, both Royale and Paradise, they can probably max out at maybe a couple a, hundred, couple hundred yeah. 250, 300, 500 is considered a, a great um, pull for, for a number of people who, who would buy tickets for these bands. And so we're, we're, you know, shoulder to shoulder. In the UK, Kasabian sells out Wembley Stadium. Yeah. Oh, my God. They are huge in the UK and never, ever, ever have been heard of here in the US. Their version in the UK of the Grammys, Kasabian has uh, had nine nominations and one win. Um, they won for British Best British Group in 2010, oftentimes nominated for Best British Live Act, British Best, best British rock act. Um, I think that's just fascinating how I could walk down the street 
and and poll 100 people and ask them if they're familiar with Kasabian, and probably 15 people would say yes. But they're like walking gods in the UK. Jeez, that is amazing. Yeah, how, how often do they make it over to the United States, Tom? Um, with every album release, yeah. they, if they tour. Yep. Yeah. I think the other thing about Kasabian is just me as a drummer, I think they got some pretty sick drums. Yeah. I think, um, I don't know, although it can kind of sound the same, is yeah. it's the same, you know, sort of beat. Yeah. I think um, it is, I think it, I, I, for me, from my standpoint, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. If anybody wants to Google Google them, um, you know, obviously you're going to see their videos and, and hear their songs. But, you know, they're big Leicester City fans, which is a, a soccer club that won the Premier League uh, a few years back. And uh, it was a team that had no hope of ever coming out of... 5,001. Yeah, 5,001 oh odds as far as winning. And they won. And so, uh, as celebration, Kasabian played their stadium um, with all the fans and with, with the team and everything else. But... Um, Again, look at footage from that, and you'll see kind of the, uh, again, the, the adornment and the excitement uh, the fans have for this group. Plus, as ecstatic as they were to be on stage with Leicester City, um, it's, um, they're just, they're like, they're, they're so fun to watch. They seem like they're having a great time. Great musicians. And even, like you said, Andrew, a lot of their, their um, songs may sound uh, alike, or at least have certain themes that are alike. Listen to any of the acoustic versions of their really? songs. They? They're great musicians, and it does. It takes nothing away when they strip it down and just play their songs on a simple drum kit and an acoustic guitar. Even like they would do like clubfoot, yeah, as an acoustic. Really, look it up, bro. Damn. All right. Nice. Uh, so hopefully you guys put some money on uh, that soccer team to win. No, no. <laughs> bummer. Bummer. <Right. laughs> yeah, we're we're they, all in on. Listen, Jeff, they didn't even put money on themselves. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Now, I think, uh, is the Premier League coming back? I thought I saw a headline. Started yesterday. There, okay. Yeah. I thought They're I saw awesome. something. That, yep. So you guys yeah. must be pumped for that. Uh, Spurs play tomorrow. Oh, yeah. there you go. Nice. Yeah. yeah, it's good to get some sports back on the table. Mm. All right. Um, I will take the number nine spot now, and I am going to put on a group that was really heavily influenced by my uncles, and that is the Beach Boys. Um yeah, so, this is on my list. Too. Oh, yeah, nice. yeah. Gavin likes Simpson Beach Boys. Yeah, too. yeah. It, it's it's kind of like a family thing. It is like um, just like every summer we go to like Craigville Beach, and this is what's playing in the background on the speaker. It's just you know what I mean. It's just kind of and, and then culture. It, I think what's kind of neat about the Beach Boys, they also uh, cut across a few decades there. Uh, I think their last big hit was actually now this this is going back. Tom, you'll probably remember this. Nineteen eighty eight with Kokomo. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really good, uh, you know. But there was some back. newer stuff. Like what was like the uh, something about like the God Radio song that that was like oh, newer. But I don't think it was. It a wasn't. Hit. It wasn't. No, it was <laughs> not a hit. That was, just, that was like that was like ten year old me. God invented for, the radio. Yeah, something like that. That yeah. was like ten year old me looking at stuff stuff on my iPad and finding that. But yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. But Brian Brian Wilson is kind of the the architect of the Beach Boys, and he's widely regarded as a musical genius with the way he was able to kind of piece in harmonies with, with them. And what I kind of thought was neat was they have a unique sound. Uh, once, you know, if you know anything about the beach boys, if you hear a song come up, you can kind of pick them out instantly because of how different they sound with their harmonies and whatnot. So, uh, I have the beach boys hanging at number nine. All right. I don't get it. I don't get it. Why not? You know, there are a handful of bands where I'm just like, I don't, um, 
I completely, I completely respect all the success they had and what they did for that time. Um, as far as even in their early years, of course, when they came out with like surf rock and oh, all that kind of stuff. Here, here we go. No, 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 no. Here, here's it, their 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 biggest critical claim is their album called Pet Sounds. Yeah, and right. um, you know. In any music critics like top ten as far as most influential albums of all time, you'll find Pet Sounds easily either at number one or, or easily top five. And I've given it a handful of tries, and it's not the surf music that you might you know uh, most most um, uh, recognize for the Beach Boys. But I just didn't. It didn't. Uh, Jeff, I, I you know I don't know. Does it is, is Pet Sounds? Is that? Um, something that, that you kind of hang your hat on when you talk about Beach Boys, or is it the other stuff? Yeah, so w- what I would say is I like selections from Pet Sounds. I don't like yeah. the entire album, uh, yeah. personally. Um, I, d- I will tell you that there's a pretty interesting YouTube clip about how Brian Wilson um, had the Beach Boys. So if you listen, and I can't for life of me, the, the name of the song is escaping me, but what he did was the Beach Boys actually sang a cappella um, the song that he had written and then he had pieced in all the surround music because he had it in his head to yeah. accompany it after they had already sung the song yeah. and then the final production is is pretty amazing how it's all glued together um and but the the youtube clip is something like you know 32 minutes long and he kind of talks about how he's doing it it's actually uh backstage uh, video clips of him talking about how he wants things to come in and how he wants things to come out. And it's, it's pretty interesting. Um, but I I would agree with you, Tom. I mean, I I don't think that you look at the beach boys and say, wow, that album, I can listen from the first song to the last song. Um, but I think for for me, I, I like how they always have a little snippets of songs that when I kind of put them in totality, I, I just, I love the sound. Yeah, I think in, yeah. in total I have a good amount of songs, but I feel like, I don't know, just in my opinion. I think there, there's some songs that almost sounds like the uh, um, the production company said, hey, we need a we need a tenth song for this album. They just threw something together to put it on there. I think that's... Oh, well, yeah. I mean, in the earlier years, right, it was, as, as long as you could work in a mention of a surfboard, uh, yeah. a Chevy... Yeah, yeah. Surfing uh, USA, Surfing Safari, right. there's like so girl, many surfing right. songs. Right. Just, like... and, and all you had to do was make it last two minutes and ten seconds. <laughs> and, and it's true, they're short. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. very true. But um, I watched uh, the, um, the, the movie, um, which Brian Wilson was actually involved with. Uh, it was not a documentary, but it was an autobi- autobiographical theatrical release. I forget the name of it, but uh, again, I'm not, I'm not, it's just Beach Boys aren't my cup of tea, but I totally respect what they've done um, for for music in total. So this movie was pretty good, and um, as I mentioned, um, Brian Wilson was heavily involved and actually makes a cameo at the end. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, I'll think of the title, I'm sure, after we stop recording. Yeah, that's usually how it works. Let me get this right. Is he the one that went crazy? Because wasn't there someone that dumped a bunch of sand in his room and kind of went a little mad? Well, that's exactly right. Um, I don't... He was heavily influenced by a, 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 and controlled by this particular doctor, who uh, uh, basically, you know, took him hostage in his own home. Um, and so there's um, Brian kind of went off the rails for a little bit. He had some mental illness, and this doctor was not doing him any favors. And yeah. so that then became the breakup uh, of the Beach Boys. Um, but it was also that Brian didn't want to do any more surf music and wanted to do some more of this exper- experimental type stuff that you start to hear in Pet Sounds. Um, and 
everything else. So that with drugs, um, both uh, illicit drugs, but also prescription drugs that this doctor was giving him, um, he's uh, a few steps behind now if you were to see him live and in person. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right on. Yeah, it's, I think they had a... I think they actually had a drummer that um, had a drunk driving accident as well that, and died. I feel like that was in the late 70s. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's certainly a theme of uh, pain with a lot of these uh, artists. You know, yeah. either abuse, drug abuse, mental abuse, uh, me- mental illness. Um, that right. can probably draw a, a, a theme through many of them, yeah. unfortunately. All right, my number nine now, I think. Number nine, go for Um, it. This is where I have one of my favorite bands, obviously, because it's on the list, Um, Queen. Oh, yes. Um, I I think, I just, Freddie Mercury's voice is is just probably one of the most iconic voices, if not the most iconic voices in um, basically just classic rock history, because it's just, and his voice is so powerful, and the range that he's able to get to on some of those notes, and and they just have so many hits with Bohemian Rhapsody in kind of like a short period of time, too. Because obviously what happened with Freddie Mercury later in his life. And um, yeah, and I think you, I kind of learned more about that. Obviously, a couple of years ago when Bohemian Rhapsody came out, you kind of got to see, um, yeah, right. which I think was really interesting. But I just think they have so much good music. And I, and I think that um, they don't have many bad songs, in my opinion. Yeah. Because yeah. like, I've gone through Queen albums and like like the majority of them are just like, hits you know what i mean it's impressive yeah i I, i'm gonna we're gonna might probably hear from about queen a little bit later on my my list as well but um what i also think is so unique about them is completely different sound yeah i don't think anyone can imitate freddie mercury's voice or even the band how they kind of have a hard raging sound like you know another one bites the dust and then all of a sudden they do you know we are the champions they can slow it down really quick uh it's it's impressive and then even in bohemian rhapsody is so influential being like one of the very first songs to be like over six minutes you know what i mean like so many songs are like that was and then even with the sounds of that going from like an opera kind of thing and then it was kind of like a play honestly that song you're just like hearing it's kind of like taking place so i i I really enjoy queen yeah one of my favorites who is it? Is it Adam Lambert? Yeah. Yes. Take it over. That's yeah. right. Yeah. New Netflix special that just hit the Yeah, list. that's why it's, yeah. Um, kind of documenting how Adam Lambert um, has entrenched himself as a, as a full-fledged member of Queen now. Yeah, he, he's got some range. He's got a really impressive voice. Yeah. All right, my number nine. Fire away, Andrew. Okay, so for my number nine... I have, this might sound as a shocker, and I think it definitely um, surprised me, honestly, putting this on my list, but I think the fact that they've had so many hit songs, but at the same time, they've um, really made a huge impact on alternative rock, um, especially in recent years, uh, 21 Pilots. Now, I think, um, would I, uh, am I a 21 Pilots fanboy? No. And would I ever go to a concert? Probably not, but I think the fact that I am just um, a fan of their music, I think um, Blurry Face, the album, was just a huge um, success. Um, Stressed Out, Ride, Heathens, Heavy Dirty Soul, Goner, um, so many great albums, that you, so many great songs that you hear um, in a lot of places. Um, I think... Um, 
uh, level of concern, I think, was a huge, I, I think, honestly, probably my favorite 21 Pilot song, even level of concern, I think, was um, great. I think it was so different, like, just different style, almost. Just not them, but so um, unique, um, I think, was great. And I think, as a drummer, I think, um, what's his name? Uh, Josh Dunn, I think, is his uh, drummer's name. Um, I, I think... Um, you're crazy if you have a YouTube page of drum covers and you don't have at least a handful of Twenty One Pilot songs. You know, I think it's just you, you, it's, it's like the essential group now um, these days. You know, to do covers of and to um, you know do whatever you want with their music. I think it's just um, yeah, it's pretty crazy how popular they've become over the years. So I, I that's probably the first band that I I, I uh, understand um, Andrew that you've mentioned because uh, Twenty One Pilots cer- certainly have heard their songs. Um, yep. What, what I thought was interesting is you doesn't you re- sounds like you respect them a ton, but you have no interest in seeing them live. Yeah, I don't know because there like there are people out there who like only listen to Twenty One Pilots. Yep. Like I, I well not only like that's the only thing, but like there are people out there who like worship them. Yeah, and like I, I don't like I respect them, and like I like I'm I'm putting them on my list, you know. But I I think um, I I'm gonna be honest. I don't know every single song, you know. I, I don't listen to the albums on repeat. Um, but I think um, just the impact that they had, you know, just just uh, like enough for you to know them, right? Sure. Yeah, that's I true. Think, you know, that's a great yeah. point. I think that's why I had to put them on there. Okay. That was kind of a that was kind of a backhanded boom roasted. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, to say to say that, oh, uh, Jeff. Well, you know, they're so big. Even you know them, dummy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think right. aptly oh, okay. noted. Right. Right. I, I kind of enjoyed it. All right. What's next? Is it back to me? Yeah. Number, Number eight. eight. Number eight. Eight is great. All right. Um, this is a band um, that. Um, Came out in early in the early eighties and is is now considered uh, you know one of the godfathers um, of of alternative rock as it is today. It's uh, the Smiths. The Smiths, um, led by uh, lead singer Morrissey and uh, lead guitarist Johnny Marr, um, in their heyday um, were were again mostly I think in the UK but also uh, here in the US um, were really taking everything by storm. Um, the song to me that that I think is is actually my, my my most favorite song of all time. Yeah, is a song called "How Soon Is Now." And Gavin, it's a six minute, ten second song. So uh, taking a page out of Queen's uh, playbook, and it, from start to finish with the lead guitar, it's just a it's just drama from when you first press play to when the song's over. Um, ironically, uh, "How Soon Is Now." How soon is now is never actually mentioned in the lyrics of the song. Um, but, uh, that's rock and roll for you. Um, other songs though, This Charming Man, Big Mouse Tricks again, um, these are all going to be, the Smiths probably influenced bands like 21 Pilots, right? Um, they're, uh, any, any emo band, um, that is out now yeah. would probably list the Smiths as, um, influences. Um, that song, How Soon Is Now, that I mentioned, Rolling Stone has it in their 500 Greatest Songs of All Time, um, uh, they've only had 
actually four studio albums. But this was back in the time when, when they did a lot of like almost like greatest hits compilation type albums. So there's one album in particular called Louder Than Bombs. It's a double album. Um, and I don't know what the theory was back then as far as uh, putting music out, but um, it was, you know, songs from other albums, not necessarily greatest hits per se, because they were still creating music, but um, I guess it was a way to sell records, but it worked. Smiths, uh, another another band I'm taking down. Um, yeah, the Smiths, and, and they broke up, uh, and, and Johnny Marr and, and Morrissey uh, basically hate each other. Um, um, I went to see Morrissey's now just kind of, he's a little bit off the rails, uh, just very full of himself. Um, I was actually supposed to see him in Boston a few years ago. The, it was the last show of the U.S. leg of his tour, and he's known for just canceling shows just because you know his tea wasn't warm enough, or uh, just wasn't feeling it, um, or you know the light was um, at the traffic light. It was it was yellow instead of red, and I just told him, "Nah, not gonna not gonna perform tonight." Um, Johnny Marr, we were supposed to see uh, actually last month. Um, um, at Boston Calling, uh, that got canceled because of the pandemic. But Johnny Mars um, teaming up with a lot of other bands, um, helping them produce, but even perform. Um, he had played with Modest Mouse. Um, he's done some work with The Killers. Um, so yeah, he's a legend in his own right. He actually wrote a lot of the songs for The Smiths, or co-wrote at, at least. Um, but um, when anyone who's familiar with The Smiths, I think everyone's familiar with Morrissey just being the lead singer, as many bands are more familiar with the lead singer. But they would definitely put Johnny Marr um, up there um, as as you know the, the second headliner of the band. Very cool. Write it down. The Smiths on my on my list. Yep, on my list. All right. So where's that take us? You're number eight, I think. Uh, number, number eight, eight for me. Uh, Gav, you had mentioned them, I think, on your honorable mentions. That is the Rolling Stones. Yep. Um, I you know I, I kind of made a joke about you know these guys being ninety. I think they're all in their seventies, and the fact oh, that sure. they still tour is pretty amazing. I, I, yeah, I think, think I've seen like a billboard for it's like the Rolling Stones like tour. It's like like I think it was like on Route One or something. And, and it, when they first when they first started touring at in their seventies, I said to myself, you know, is that really a concert you want to go to? But when you read the reviews the next day, it sounds like they're still putting on a pretty amazing show, and they still sound good. Although, I mean, Keith Richards, you know, their lead guitarist, looks like death. He just yeah. smoking about 20 packs on stage, and he just looks like he's taken, because he has, um, every drug known to man. Um, they've certainly lived a hard life. Um, and when you look at the history of kind of how they started and, you know, what they've grown to, it's an impressive story. And I think what's neat, too, is they've been able to stay together, even though they've had a lot of ego battles um, over the years, they've figured out a way to uh, keep it tight and still produce amazing songs. Um, and again, if you kind of listen to some artists, you can see that the, the Stones have influenced uh, some of their own uh, production, which I think is also a testament of kind of cutting across the decades, which I think is is pretty neat. Um, so I had Rolling Stones in my, in my uh, eight spot. It's a great debate. I mean, it's a great debate. Just um, among people uh, of our age, Jeff, and I guess even down to Andrew and Gavin. But you know, is are you Beatles or Rolling Stones? Are you are you Coke yeah. or Pepsi? Um, you know, it's um, so. I think just by you having Beatles and honorable mention and, and 
the Rolling Stones at number eight. That answers the question. But I would agree with you just putting the Rolling Stones above the Beatles, uh, not taking anything away from the influence Beatles had. But um, I would enjoy more listening to the catalog of the Rolling Stones than I would the Beatles. Have you ever been to a Rolling Stones concert, Tom? No, no. And you know, it's funny because um, my wife, even before we were married, she went and saw the Steel Wheels tour uh, in Foxborough. Oh, uh, no way. So that was about, I don't know, 20 years ago, maybe 25 years ago, and they were considered old then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I I was in the lottery for tickets for the Rolling Stones concert um, at Foxborough about two years ago. And, you know, I just I, I paid like 10 bucks to be a part of their um, fan club, which gave you early access to tickets. And then when I actually found the tickets, and, and they were good seats too, I just couldn't pull the trigger on paying effectively, you know, 2,500 bucks for two tickets. Um, I just couldn't do it. Yeah. So um, I, I'm probably going to regret it because I obviously they're not going to be around forever. Um, I mean, Keith Richards will. He'll, he'll outlast all of us. <laughs> I know, right? It's true. But um, it's a bucket list band that if you ever come across um, discounted tickets, let me know. Yes, yeah, no, same. I, I, I've, I kind of regret not being able to say that I've been to a concert, but um, to, to your point, how, how many more times are they coming around? I, I don't right. know. I don't know. Right. Right. All right. Okay. So I guess I'll go with my number right now. Yep. Um, this is where I have more of a solo artist. I have Stevie Wonder. Uh, wow. um, I think he has a great voice, obviously. Blind. So well, it's pretty impressive what he was able to do yeah. as one of the greatest yeah. artists of all time. And like, and, and like, I'm not even taking that into account for where he's on my list. Like, His music is just that good. He has so many hits from Part-Time Lover, Sir Duke, Superstition, For Once in My Life, um, Sign, Seal, Delivered. There's so many good songs that he has, and he has a tremendous voice. And every song that you hear, that you hear Stevie Wonder, it's, you know it's Stevie Wonder, and it puts you in a good mood. Like, you always end up dancing to Stevie Wonder and singing along. You know what I mean? He's yeah. a, I think he's a... He's a Tremendous, tremendous artist, and I think um, with obviously the disability he has is even more amazing what he's able to do. Well, yeah, and I have Stevie a little bit later uh, on my list, uh, but Musiquarium is a fantastic album by him. And um, yeah, when you just think about how good and talented he is, and then you you find you find out that he's blind, it, it's that much more impressive. And he's someone else that started out as a star very young and has just been able to grow throughout the decades and continue to add to his repertoire. And he's someone else. I mean, I haven't seen him come around in ages, but if he ever came around, that might be something that I bite the bullet and grin and bear, whatever the ticket price is, just so I can say I've seen him. All right. Yeah. That was kind of short and sweet, but, um, Andrew, you're number eight? Or Wait, number eight? eight number eight. This might be surprising. I don't know. I think I have this more just as a nostalgia thing. And by nostalgia, I mean like only like a hand, like five or six years ago. But um, I have um, Alabama Shakes. Hmm. I don't know. I think um, their album Sound and Color. Like I think Don't Want to Fight. Um, Sound and Color, of course. Um, Give Me All Your Love. Hold On. I think... Um, I think, did they win a Grammy? They did for Best New Artist. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think that they're definitely, you know, highly rated. Yeah. Um, I think Don't Want to Fight, I mean, that's just kind of, like, that was my song back yeah. in the day. Like, yeah. I, like, I, you, if you guys want to look it up, 
have you ever heard of Alabama Shakes? I, I haven't. I, I haven't either, but I, I put them on my note list. Okay, <laughs> it's, gr- it's growing. It's growing. So, don't want to fight. If you look it up um, and you play it, she's like, what's her? Uh, Brittany? Brittany Howard. Brittany Howard. Brittany Howard, yeah. So, I think what's cool about them, it, it, American rock band, she um, has a, uh, you know, a raspy voice. Yeah. Um, she, um, there's, has no airs about her, right? And that she's... She's not cut from the mold of like a, uh, a you know, a, a Britney Spears or like. It's not about appearance. It's not about mm-hmm. you know her her figure or putting out kick ass music videos or anything like that. Right. It's just all about the music, and I think that's what people have who are fans of Alabama Shakes and the critics as well have um, you know uh, that's what has attracted them to Alabama Shakes. Now, I'm not 100 percent sure that they're actually going to going to continue to survive as a band. Think, yeah, Brittany Howard has since um, oh solo done a lot of solo work under a different name, a different band name, um, and it's been a few years since they've released anything, and I'm just fearful that they may have lost momentum by having that period of not putting out more Alabama Shakes records. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I, I think at the same like don't want to fight like the I think back what was I maybe fifth grade? I don't know. Like I don't know. Like I used to like. I used to, if you look it up, the vocals, she goes high, like yeah. crazy high. And I used to sing them. You can hit it? <laughs> you can hit it? Good I, could hit it. Good I, I could hit it. Like, I, I, I remember, like, like kids in school used to think, like, that, like, I was a singer. Like, it was so good. Now, I think, have, I don't know. I, think, I was going to say, have you guys, have you guys seen these guys live? No. 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 But yeah, I think, um, also, Sound and Color, I think that's one of the only songs that I could probably that I know off the top of my head has vibraphone for like a good, like almost a minute. Yeah. We'd love that. That's I know. Great. Right. <laughs> Special, you know, fun fact. But yeah. Very cool. cool. Right, number seven. Cool. Oh, yeah, my seven spot. Back to me. Um, another British band. I guess that's the theme really. Yeah. Uh, when I look at my next several, oh, I come back to you. Yeah. American, probably bands. American stuff. On that. Yeah. 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 Anyway, um, Duran Duran. Um, oh yeah, this band. Yeah, I can finally <laughs> chime in, Tom. <laughs> yeah, in the in the early eighties, uh, Duran Duran formed in nineteen seventy eight. Um, in the early eighties uh, is when they really hit hit the scene as far as popularity was concerned. Um, all these other details I'm telling you about right now isn't what attracted me to the band, but just for for context, um, they were um, you know uh, on the cover of every magazine um, and. You know, they can, it was a, a band of five guys, one more handsome than the next. Girls were all over these guys. Um, but as far as the part that draws me to them to this day, um, I think it's just the originality of their music. It was really um, bringing from what some of the, the the previous bands that they might have been influenced by into a pop, a, a pop mentality with synthesizers, keyboard, uh, the vocals, and even the lyrics of their songs. So um, they really hit it big with, uh, it actually turned out to be their second album. Their first album was called Duran Duran, and it had a few, maybe one or two hits on it, like Girls on Film and Planet Earth. But it was the the album called Rio, with uh, the song Rio, um, that really um, uh, struck it big for them. Um, Other songs that... Um, I think are going to be in the Duran Duran greatest hits, uh, if you will, if you were to Google this, would be, of course, Rio, Save a Prayer, Hungry Like the Wolf, but 
these are the early works of Duran Duran, and they've continued um, to put music out. I'm not necessarily a big fan of their of their most latest work in the, in the past decade or so, but you'd be hard pressed to find a, a more successful uh, and rabid fan base uh, of Duran Duran from you know, especially the '80s, even through the '90s, and into the 2000s. So, I love "Hungry Like the Wolf." Yeah, fantastic song, uh, great album. And and you know, you, you bring up a good point, Tom. I think I'm always impressed with bands that are not from the U.S. but have such appeal in the U.S. because I feel like yeah. it's so hard to make that crossover. Yeah, and th- they certainly have done it and continue to do it um, year after year. Very impressive. Yeah. And you know what? They're, they're classy. I mean, it's, it's I, don't, I don't know how to describe it, but they're just just their stage presence and everything else. And, you know, although behind the scenes uh, in various um, biographies that I've, that I've read, um, they had their own issues just, again, as far as drugs and stuff like that. But um, um, that was more or less hidden. Um, but anyway, just great band, great live show. Um Duran Duran, number seven. I like it. Um, I like Duran Duran at number seven. And number seven, I'm also going with the band overseas. And that is Led Zeppelin. Oh, oh good one. I, I, I thought about them also, but so didn't. The, 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 the tragic thing about Led Zeppelin um, is their drummer uh, died in 1980. And at that point, the band decided to disband out of respect for him. And I think at the time he was 32 years old. And so you, you think about what they could have been, um, you know, at the time they had already had a number of good hits and, uh, particularly in the late sixties and into the seventies. And you just say to yourself, man, I wish there was more from them. But the fact that you talk to a lot of rock bands, um, and there's a band that I have that's going to be mentioned later. I won't mention them now just to keep the listeners teased and on the edge of their seats. A lot of suspense with that one. Uh, But they have influenced a lot of bands. And again, a very unique sound. Uh, When you hear a Led Zeppelin song, it it sticks immediately out. Um, But one of my favorites, Ramblin' On. Uh, I I love that one. Uh, Ramble On? Ramble On. Uh, Stairway to Heaven. Stairway to Heaven is another classic song. They they can go quick. They can go slow. Um, Just a a lot of talented musicians at one time and one point in history that... Um, generated a lot of good hits. When I grew up um, in Baltimore, there was a classic rock station that um, at 7 o'clock every night, they played an hour of Led Zeppelin. They called it um, Get the Let Out. Um, <laughs> and from 7 to 8, it was all Led Zeppelin songs, mostly deep tracks, right? Not not exactly Stairway to Heaven, because that would take up about 15 <laughs> yeah, minutes. That's <laughs> that's <laughs> but um, um I admire them, of course, um, and I, I would put them in the same context as we did the others as far as Beatles, Rolling Stones, Led Zeppelin, Michael Jackson, right? Yeah. You know, like, these are ones that, that I think have just, have just established legendary status um, um, and, and deserve to be, you know, held to a little bit of a higher standard than the rest of these bands that we're making mention of. Yeah, right. Very cool. You know, it's funny. I, I, I'm, I'd be curious to know if any of the bands on the alternative side that you guys have mentioned have, would ever say, yeah, you know, I, I was a big Zeppelin fan or I, I enjoyed Rolling Stones. Because uh, the, the sounds that the, the alternative bands bring is just so unique and so different. You figure yeah, right. their influence has to be a wide net of folks that have shaped 
their sound and their um, their music. I think it definitely is because even if you were to say alternative, that can mean a lot of things. It yeah. really can. Yeah. And, and, and imagine with many of these artists um, that we're talking about, um, that even if it's classic alternative from, let's say, the, the 80s or 90s, right. um, or if it's you know the, the 21 Pilots of, of today, uh, maybe that's a little bit different story. But but even for the bands from the 80s and 90s that, that are now, um, you know, the, the, the Smiths that I'd mentioned before and, and everything else, they didn't have much choice in selection of music right. as we do now, yeah, right? True. And so you really only had like a handful of bands to listen to, so you couldn't be influenced otherwise, um, uh, unless you were completely, absolutely, 100% original, um, which I think the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, Led Zeppelin, uh, were, right? They weren't borrowing from anybody else. They were making it up as they went along. Right. Um, so I would definitely agree, Jeff. I think that that, that if, if they didn't admit that they weren't influenced by Led Zeppelin, um, I think they'd be lying. Very cool. So is it Gavo? Yeah, it's yeah. your time for the seventh spot. Um, and this is where I have yeah, this is where I have the Beach Boys. I talked about earlier. Love it. Um, this I think is a large part of it is the nostalgia factor for me as well. Takes you back because it's like every single time I hear a Beatles song, I just or have Beach good Boys. good or that's what I meant Beach Boys <laughs> song. Um, I have like good memories and it just takes me it makes me happy. You know what I mean? It's one of those things like. Like every single song, I can like think I can relate it to like a memory. I can, I, I guess, and it's just like I said earlier, going to Cape Cod every summer. This is this is what's playing, and like the, I feel like they have a lot of good songs. Sloop John B, Good Vibrations. There's a lot. Yeah. I don't know. I I I've always liked the Beatles, and I think that's because kind of like it's kind of been pounded into me since I was young. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't really a choice either. You, 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 you had to listen yeah, to it. You did not have a choice, which uh, yeah. Um, and I've just kind of grown to like them more and more. And this is kind of short because I know we talked about them earlier, but that's the Beach Boys at number seven. You're a big Bob Moran fan. Bob Moran, yeah. <laughs> you can't, but if, if if your family forced you to listen to Kokomo, that's like a form of, <laughs> form of child abuse. It's true because I think yeah, I know like almost every word to Kokomo. You should call the authorities. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. I'd say hey, that, listen, that would not be my doing. We can see you on FaceTime. that I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. drop on you guys okay. today. Uh, yeah, I, I threw up a little bit in my mouth when you mentioned it um, about a half hour ago. You <laughs> 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 laid it on pretty nice. I, well, I had to, yeah, I had to, you know, clear my throat. It was okay. disgusting. All right, I, I love the honesty. This is great. This is when it gets good. All right, All right wait, 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 wait. Yeah. number seven. Number seven, I have Two Door Cinema Club. Mm. Um, I think. Uh, well, What's, what's the album? Is it What You Know? Is that the, is that the name of the album? I don't know. I, think, I know the album artwork. I yeah. Tell you oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, with the cat. But yeah. um, What You Know, Undercover Martin, um, Something Good Can Work, I Can Talk, um, Next Year, Are We Ready? I think, um, I, I'm just going to say this. Have you guys heard of them? I, ha- I have not. I'm going to add it to my list of bands to listen to. Okay, Gavin, I'm going to tell you one way you know them right now. All right. Um... The TikTok challenge. Yep. Where um, it goes, I, I can't do it. But when uh, the song when they um, it, it hit the nipples. Yep. Yep. I yep, know you're talking that's, about. That's, that's, that's yep. Undercover Martin. <laughs> so I, I know you only know the beginning of that song, but there's just fun facts. You know it. 
Um, my dad has no <laughs> idea what I'm talking about. I don't even have TikTok, but I don't know. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm a teen, so I got to. Yeah. <laughs> that is Very awesome. energetic band. They're yeah. good. You know, they're good. Yeah. They've got actually, um, uh, again, in the UK, I think they have much stronger yeah, standing than they do here in the US. Yep. Um, uh, with a nice little catalog of albums that they're putting out. And, um, Nothing new. Energetic, energetic Nothing new. music. Is there new stuff? I don't know. Because the last latest stuff I can think of is just, um, what, what's that album? Uh, are You Ready? Uh, are We Ready? I forget the name of that album. But it, it wasn't as, I think it was like 2014 where they had what you know, and that, that was like all their hits. If you go on to like, if, when I go into Amazon Music, the top five songs are all from that album. Right, right. So I don't know, it'd be interesting to see what they have for the future. I get, lo- love the name. I'm just so impressed with the, the name of the bands that yeah. you guys are bringing to the table. Uh-huh. Yep. Six. One of the six. Um, um, this is one of many bands that are fronted by brothers. Um, and um, in this instance, these are brothers who no longer talk to each other except through the press, uh, always insulting one uh, over the other. Um and they never come to fisticuffs, at least in recent time, but I'm sure they did um, a lot uh, during the 90s. Oasis. Um, so Oasis um, took the world by storm um, in the early 90s. Um, they uh, are led by Noel and Liam Gallagher. Um, Liam wanted to always be the lead singer, and Noel was always the musician uh, playing um uh, the, the backing guitar. Eventually, as albums continued to come out, uh, Noel took uh, more of a lead singer um, role within the band, and then oftentimes was forced to do so live on stage because Liam, being a prima donna, just wouldn't come out. Um, so it really forced Noel in order to keep the band going, especially again when there's you know fifteen thousand people staring at you. Right. Um, the uh, he had to take the reins as, as the lead singer. Uh, again, this is a, a, a band that that um, could sell out Wembley like that. Um, but um, one of the music festivals that they had over the summer in the UK back in Oasis's heyday, they had over two hundred fifty thousand people. Um, at this, uh, almost like a, it's, it's called Glastonbury. It's almost like a, yeah. a Woodstock type of uh, setup where it's just a huge field um, uh, or a stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So songs like Wonderwall, um, everyone's heard of, but um, Supersonic is another good one. Mm-hmm. Um, ironically, the album that I enjoy the most is called Master Plan, and it's ten or nine, nine songs, all B sides. And for mm-hmm. those of you who don't know what a B side is, it's 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 the the songs that didn't make the cut and on an actual record the a side yeah. is is the, the single the hit mm-hmm. when you flip it over the b side is you know almost like bonus material yeah. right well anyway this song, this album master plan um with these nine b sides um look it up in, in in itunes you'll find that um many of the most highly rated or popular songs from oasis come from that master plan album Songs like "Talk Tonight," uh, "Half the World," "Half a World Away," um, um, and then the rest of the, their backstory is just legendary. As I said, just as far as the rock and roll lifestyle, um, proclaiming to be bigger than than anyone else out there. Um, infamous fights between the brothers, but then also with other bands. Um, another band that was that was competing with them at the time called Blur. Um, they hate each other. They do. Um, they did. Really, I didn't know that. But now, um, 
Gallagher and uh, Damon Albarn from Blur are good buddies um, and um, do work together. So, what's the name of the guy from Blur who like formed like co-formed Gorillas? Damon Albarn. Is that, is that him? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's my number six, Oasis. It's funny, Tom, when you said uh, a brother's band, I thought you were going Hanson. <laughs> no, no. But I'll, I'll tell you, one of the best concerts I ever saw was, uh, it was it was the tour was called Brotherly Love, I think. Uh, I always get it wrong, but it was, uh, it was sibling rivalry or brotherly love. But it was um, Oasis and the Black Crows. Um, wow. And the Black Crows are American band. Um Southern rock sort of uh, band with uh, the Robinson brothers who are just like the Gallagher brothers where they hate each other, uh, but they put out good music and um, both uh, begin the demise of the success of their bands, uh, the fact that they couldn't get along. So um, it was um, pretty funny that someone, some concert promoter was able to convince uh, Oasis and the Black Crows to tour together. A British rock band doing Britpop and... Black Crow is right. doing Southern um, American rock, but um, it was a good show anyway. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's, um, you know, it's such a shame. Again, it's kind of like one of those um, what, what could have been. If they're able to work through, you would think that, man, the amount of hits and um, music that they would be able to create would just be unbelievable, especially because they're young. I mean, at least when they, I think when they first started coming out, yeah, uh, they were fairly young in age. Yeah, they, 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 they certainly, I mean, they both, both Gallagher brothers have had solo careers, Noel's being more um, successful than Liam's, which remember, Liam was the lead singer of Oasis, um, so I'm sure that that really stings for him. There's always talk as far as uh, an Oasis reunion, and uh, especially in, given in these, um, these times that we're in, doing so for charity and how much money that would raise, yep. but, um, you know, I think just to stay in the headlines one or the other brother acknowledges that it's a possibility and then the other one comes right behind him and squashes it. And then three months later, the other brother who squashed it says, yeah, I think we could probably do that. And then the, uh, the, the earlier brother says, hell no. Right. So, yeah. That's thanks. Yeah. All right. Well, I think it's off to me for number six. And, uh, I had a hard time not putting this person in the top five for me. The top five is a special spot uh, to be in, but this person's just on the outside looking in, and that is Prince. Uh, oh. b- big, big fan of Prince. Um, again, kind of fits under that same theme. I have this theme going of uh, unique sounds, and Prince to me is just um, unparalleled with some of the things that he was able to bring to the table. Let's Go Crazy is a great song. 1999 is it, just, just the concept of it that it kind of had a second birth when we were going from 1999 to the year 2000 uh, for New Year's. Uh, that song was played incessantly across the radio and on New Year's Eve shows. And then um, I would also say that as an entertainer, Prince was in another spectrum. I think his halftime show that he did at the Super Bowl was one of the better halftime shows that I, that I can remember. Um, and then, again, unfortunately died. Um, seems like it was a drug overdose. And all that you heard about immediately after the death was that he had vaults and vaults of music that he had just not released yet. And I've been dying for this stuff to come out. And I think, again, they're, they're still working through legal uh, implications as to who would actually make money on it. Is it Prince's estate? Is it his family members? Is it a third party? So I, unfortunately, it seems like it's hung up a bit, but um, I would love to hear 
what he had kind of locked up and never um, produced. Also, he's uh, helped produce other uh, artists yeah. by writing songs for folks, which, again, I think just shows his immense talent. He's um, very unique and, uh, again, one of those people that if he ever had been able to come around for another tour, I probably would have bit the bullet to spend money on that ticket, even though the fee would have been astronomical. Yeah. Good one. This is number six. All right. Um, my number six is a more nineties, two thousand rock band. I have Green Day. Mm. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. This is um. Yeah. It's kind of a shock. It's kind of random because it's just a bunch of classic rock bands that I have. Green yeah. Day and then all of a sudden, but um, uh, I started getting to Green Day probably like three, four years ago. I really started to like them. It was probably like when I first got my phone, honestly, because I remember I used to um when we first got Apple Music and stuff. But um. I don't really know what attracted me to them. I just, I really like the voice. I like uh, Billy Joe Ar Armstrong's voice is very unique. Um, I think they have a lot of good songs and, s and some great albums. Dookie, I think, is a really good, great album, I think, was there. Yeah. yeah um, they had um, Welcome to Paradise, Basket Case, which is sick drums in the opening there by, I think it's Trey Cool. And then um, even their song, uh, their album, um, American Idiot. Is yeah. obviously classic, and then Boulevard of Broken Dreams, um, Holiday, the song American Idiot. It is it's just I think they were pretty influential in their um, style of rock for that that '90s era, and I think they had a, a lot of really good music. And I just think it's just catchy songs. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't really. It's just I just know a lot of the lyrics to those songs, and when I put them on, I just kind of jam out. If you go, know I mean, it's nothing really special about it to me. I just I really um. I just like their music. So I, I heard that Billy Joe's Billy Joe's accent is made up. I didn't know that. Oh, that would be funny if it was. <laughs> right. So we, we'll, I've never we'll heard that. We, we'll we have to look that we'll up. We have after, to go on the uh, World Wide Web and figure that one out on the Google machine. Yeah. But, but I, I've I've heard that in the past, and I again I can't validate it, but. I didn't know if anyone knew that off the top of their heads or not. But uh, yeah, what, unique sound. What sort of accent is he supposed to have? Yeah, I, I think... It's not really like an act. It's more... He sounds kind of like almost English, but it's kind of not... It, it's a weird... Uh, it, it, you know, like... It's it, just a weird sounding voice. I don't It's it, not. I don't really thought it was an accent. It was just kind of like different or st yeah. stood out. When you hear his voice, you know it was him. It, it's him. And I guess that, that might be where I'm going is that I, I think that that is something that he created himself. Um, yeah, right. And has always kind of kept that. And it's impressive because even when you hear him in interviews, he has that distinct... Where, where did you hear that? That's... God, I can't remember. You know what? I'm going to go... While, while you guys are talking, let me go on the, the Google machine and see if I can validate it. But, uh... Didn't Green Day put out some new stuff? Yeah, I forget yeah. what the album's called. Oh, yeah. I, I like... just know that song. Is that Green Day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. yeah they've, got, they've got new stuff they've out right now. Stuff. They were supposed to tour this summer with Weezer. Um, yep. And uh, that all got canceled. So they had a new album to support. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. We got number six. Yeah, number six for you, Andrew. Number six. Um, this one. I don't know, so some of these stuff I put on this list actually surprised me. I don't, I don't know why. Um, I just it never it never really hit me that I knew so many songs. Um, but number six. Uh, Gavin, if your dad's there, I don't know if he is still, but um, I sure am. He's gonna love this one. Uh, group love. Group love. Group love. Yeah. I love it. I think um, Tongue Tied, uh, Welcome to Your Life, If You're Not a Photograph, Colors, um, Shark Attack is personally my favorite song. Um, uh, 
uh, don't stop making it happen. Uh, the list goes on. But um, I think they are really just alternative, but the, each song that they have is just fun. Like, it's, it's all supposed to be happy songs. It's supposed to be high energy. It's supposed to, you know, it's supposed to uh, get you off your feet, you know, go do something productive. Um, I think, um, uh, yeah, I think it's just really, um, I think Tongue Tied especially, I think even however many years ago that was released, um, I can't pinpoint the date for you like my dad can with all of his bands, but um, I think that, quite possibly, right now, could still be, like, in its prime. Yeah. It wasn't that long ago, by the way. I, I know, but I think, I don't know, maybe, what, like, almost, what, five, yeah. six years ago? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But I, you would you would expect by now it would be, you know, somehow, I don't want to say it was revived, yeah. but I, it's definitely somehow kept that momentum. And um, I don't see it stopping anytime soon. I don't know. I think that, that could be, like, their timeless hit, almost. Yeah. What was the what was the shark song you, you mentioned, Andrew? Shark, shark Attack. You they, they must play that for the Sharknado uh, week right. on TV all the time. Sharknado week. <laughs> you never heard of Sharknado? It's yeah. not. I know it's a movie, but it's like Shark Week. It's not Shark. Oh, Shark Week. week. That's right. Sharknado is a movie. <laughs> That's like yeah. Sharknado and Shark Week. Yeah. It's yeah. A big hit on cape. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes. Yes. It is. Yeah. Yes. It is. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's great. All right. Number five. So now it's switched from my my um, my British bias over now to my American bands. Uh, number five, uh, Black Keys, uh, oh, a band God. that was formed in two thousand one out of Akron, Ohio, um, a two piece band uh, early on, uh, just playing dingy bars um, uh, across the Midwest and, and later on uh, the U.S. Um, they have a huge catalog of albums, but really didn't receive uh, commercial success um, until an album came out called Brothers, uh, and it had songs on there like Tighten Up and Howling For You. Their next album that followed it soon after in 2011 was called El Camino, and that's the songs um, that probably have the most name recognition. Um, Gold on the Ceiling, Lonely Boy, Little Black Submarine. Um, it earned them... Best Rock Performance, uh, Lonely Boy earned a Best Rock Performance Grammy, Best Rock Song Grammy, and um, that entire album, El Camino, got them Best Rock Album in 2011. Um, seen them a handful of times um, live uh, in Boston, and um, just super talented. Um, I love the fact that when you see them and they're set up on stage, is that... Um, Patrick Carney, the drummer, um, is set up right there, front and center, just as, as just right next to Dan Auerbach, the uh, lead singer and lead guitarist. So oftentimes you'll see the drum kit on a on a riser at the back of the stage. Uh, Patrick's right there, front um, alongside the lead singer. So that's pretty cool. I, I'm just happy that th this is back to back bands, and I, I know that you're who you're talking about, Tom. <laughs> Good. Good. But yeah, Black Keys super talented. Super Don't talented. get used to it. Don't yeah. get used to it. Yeah, right. Four yeah. through, four through. Well, you'll know number one, but four through, uh, four, four, three, and two, you're not gonna know. So. All right, it might get a little fuzzy for me. Don't get comfortable. All right, that, hey, that's that's all right to be uncomfortable. Um, yeah. So hey, I'll go back quick to Green Day. If you if you yeah. Google oh. Billy Joe Armstrong fake British accent. There's a lot of articles that talk there about it. There was no article. It was oh one thing that you saw on Reddit. No, no, yeah, but no. But I'm saying is, if you just put it on the Google machine, there's a lot of 
criticisms about his accent um, and some people saying that it's fake. Whether it is or not, I don't know, but I guess that's kind of where I was going yeah. is that okay. there's a lot there's a lot of talk about it in the industry, as I like to say. In, in, in the industry? <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Among your people. Uh, among Got my it. people. Uh, so, all right. So, top five for me. Gav had mentioned this artist before, yeah. and that is Stevie Wonder. Um, just, again, I think we kind of hit him enough earlier, but uh, the fact that he has a, such a significant disability, he can play the piano uh, unbelievably well, he can sing unbelievably well, he can play a harmonica unbelievably well, uh, just a testament to how talented uh, he is as a musician. Um, so I, I'm not going to rehash it, but uh, I have Stevie Wonder in my five spot. I felt like I had to put him there in the top. Could you imagine, though, I mean, at that time, in like the early 60s, right, of all the stuff that's coming out of Motown, with Stevie Wonder, with um, anything that Barry Gordy was, was uh, yes. pumping out of Motown, Four Tops, Temptations, um, all the all the various uh, female bands like Martha uh, and the Mandela's and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. How that must have been uh, back then. And, I'm not, and you know, here I am, a 48-year-old white man. I don't know. Like, Imagine what we're going through right now as far as all the various um, uh, problems with race, diversity, and equality. But back then, um, I would have I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall. Uh, as much as I am a music lover, um, and just to see how what impact Motown had on society, whether it was admitted or acknowledged, or by whatever knuckleheads where it was like maybe suppressed and 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 um, and pushed away. Um, I just think from a from a social aspect the impact that Motown had, not just on music, but just in total in general, um, it's fascinating. Yeah, you know, to, to that point, Tom, you think about the artists that came out from Motown, you know, Aretha Franklin was, you know, yeah. in the heyday, Diana Ross and the Supremes. I mean, there's just so many unbelievable talents with multiple, multiple hits. Um, and the volume of hits that they had were just amazing. Right. Um, actually, one of the people that I, I was debating putting on here was, uh, was as an honorable mention, was Smokey Robinson. Yeah, right, right. I was a big Smokey Robinson fan. And, and Lionel Richie, although it, Lionel Richie, I don't think, had as much staying power as, as Smokey. But, um, yeah, it, uh, amazing. Uh, just amazing uh, point in history with uh, talent coming from Motown. But but the the miserable irony here is that they couldn't even stay in the same hotels um, as as white artists yeah. or uh, couldn't eat at the restaurants um, with with their concert promoters who were who were earning the money in, in these uh, possibly crooked contracts. Not saying Barry Gordy was crooked, but some of these others, right? Um, that's that's the part that I'm saying. You know, the behind the scenes, uh, behind the music um, specials that that always continue to fascinate me. Yeah, for, for sure. Um... I mean, it's it's uh, it's amazing to look back on, and then you look at where we are today. Some things are a lot better. Some things we still got to do some work on, but for sure, it's uh, it's unique times. Yeah. All right, where are we at? Okay. Um. So yeah. So my number five now. Um. I have another rock band. I have Guns and Roses. Ooh. Oh wow. Which is yes. a band I love from you, yes. uh, obviously, and I think they're album appetite for destruction is arguably one of my favorite albums of all time and if only that album was released by guns and roses it'd still be in my top 10 because wow. i think that album is so good every single song from first to last i know and i love 
from It's So Easy, Appetite for, or, um, Sweet Child of Mine, Welcome to the Jungle, Mr. Brownstone, Night Train. There's so many good songs on Parad- that album. Paradise City. Paradise City. Right, exactly. Yeah. Of course. It's just... It's I, that album's just so good. I, yeah. it is, there's nothing like I I know all the lyrics. We listen to that constantly. It's like jamming out in the car. We'll listen to Guns and Roses with the windows down, especially now in the summertime. We, it's just I, I love that album and I've listened to it so many times that that alone literally puts Guns and Roses in my top ten. And then along with other music, they're number five. Yeah, uh, and uh, you might hear from them again. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I, I'll I'll hold some comments back, but um. I know, yeah, I know you love Guns N' Roses. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big GNR fan. You see, and you see everyone wearing that Appetite for Destruction shirt. It's like it's just I feel like it's one of those things along with like the Rolling Stones, like tongue teeth, like you know what I mean? Yeah, so right. many, yeah. It's it's one of those yeah. shirts that um like the ACDC shirt that are just iconic it's, and just pop pop culture images. It's like exactly, exactly, and I and I think it's a shame that it's a band that couldn't get out of their own way. Uh, right? Yeah, definitely. Bingo. You know, I, I, Gavin, you say you know if they didn't release any other. Any other album other than Appetite for Destruction? Well, guess what? They basically, I mean, they did have a few more albums. But it's its almost like it was. Yeah, yeah. there wasn't much else other than that. It's, right. It's very true. It's very true. And I think i think their fans just basically got tired of waiting um, for them to get their act together. Um, and then, you know, the infighting that they had, and I'm talking now, um, years after Appetite for Destruction, yeah. but um, uh, where Axl Rose was... Um, more or less a recluse for a while, and then you know Slash continued on and, and continued working with with other bands. Um, but um, meanwhile, some of the other you know the bassist and the, and the drummer um, had their own demons as far as addictions and so on. That um, I didn't go to their reunion um, a few years ago. Um, the reunion tour didn't. Did Beth and my wife? I think so. I think, yeah, she probably one of her friends, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she did. Yeah. Um, at the garden. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. But um, I think it was a band that, that I could have seen a lot more potential with. But now I'm not sure what what um, more people are familiar with, their legend um, or their music. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. No, that's very true. Yeah, they did, they didn't, they did not meet their potential, that's for sure. You're up, Andrew. Right, my number five. My number five. This might be surprising, and just to, like I said, it surprised me. I'm surprising myself with a lot of these. Number five. I have Bastille. Mm. Oh, I know Bastille. See, there you go. Yeah, um, I me. think um, obviously, if if you think of Bastille, you think of songs like Pompeii, uh, Happier, maybe possibly Good Grief, but um, also they have uh, uh, Flaws, Bad Love, uh, Blame, uh, Fake It. Um, send them off, of course. Uh, many others. I think um, just the fact uh, they are British. Yes. I believe they. Um, I think Dan Dan Smith. Um, I think they made they made a huge impact and, and they made the success of coming over to the states. Um, obviously, being um, pretty much pretty pretty well in pop culture. I think. Um, I think. What is so unique about them is like you think of Pompeii, just like those background vocals. There's no other band or group that I can think of that does stuff like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think it's just so unique and so. It's not. There's nothing like it. Yeah. I don't know. It's so unique to them, and I think that's what makes them kind of special. Yeah. 
I, I think it's easy to recognize a, a Bastille song. Yeah, right. right. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially his voice. Yeah, yeah. Great, sure. yeah, great voice. Yeah, and I think it, it is kind of brave for them to to do the style of music that they're doing. Like you said, um, it doesn't fit a certain mold, and it is unique. Um, um, but it all comes together and mm-hmm. sounds great, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, of the songs and the hits you just that you listed, um, they've only put out like two albums. So, uh, what? well, yeah, so there's, well, I, I forgot to mention Joy. So Joy um, is one of their, like, newer songs. I, I don't know if this is the name of the album, but they have, like, Due Day, Doom Days. Um, but I'm saying that's a good thing. I'm saying, you know, yeah, 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 exactly. You know, imagine, you know, the, the, yeah, they've got two to th- maybe three albums now, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And you can rattle off six songs. Yeah. Right? That's That's good for a new artist. Yeah. Yeah, it shows that they, they, they have more left in the tank. Yeah. All right. Number four. Four Four spot. Okay. Uh, This is a band coming out of the Los Angeles area, um, and it's a four-piece rock band um, with six studio albums. Well, really five studio albums and an EP when they were first coming out. Uh, It's called Silver Sun Pickups. Silver Sun Pickups um, is um, the lead singer, um, has a very unique voice that when I first listened to them, um, I couldn't tell if he was male or female. Yeah. Mm. Me too. Yep. Yep. It's got to so be a pretty that, impressive range. Yeah. It was that ambiguous. Um, and um, it's just a, a, a good hard drive rock band. Um, they seem to get stronger with each album as far as, as their songs, which is saying a lot because even their early albums, I think are great. Um, you know, I, I mentioned, um, they're a four piece rock band. I, I intentionally made the mention of rock band because they've had several songs on the video game rock band, um, oh. guitar hero. Um, um, you know, even with some of these other bands that I mentioned, you know, the black keys, when I, they were, num- I remember they were my number five, they achieved commercial success. They were early on in, in one of the um, FIFA uh, FIFA FIFA um, video games. Is it like they got discovered from? Yeah, like, that's my point. That, right. That's back to my. Yeah, theory. I was going to say. I, I'm not lying when I say that it we makes should. it makes an artist. Yeah, yeah. Imagine the, the audience you get. Exactly right. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah. did not like it. You, yeah. No, you, I, was, I, was, I was. I was. You said it was a conspiracy theory. Well, because, no, no, no! It's just documented truth. Okay, okay. <laughs> there are articles, I, just, because I'm a conspiracy theory guy, I thought I would. Boom roasted. Yeah. There are articles. There are articles written about this that you know how what a big deal it is now to be in the soundtrack for Madden or NBA um, uh, 2K or FIFA, um, and even uh, in I don't I don't not that familiar with all the other um, uh, first was a first person shooter games. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do they really have? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, back to Silver Sun Pickups, um, songs like Lazy Eye, Panic Switch, um, I think the drums in, in a song called Well Thought Out Twinkie, Twinkles, I always say Twinkies, Twinkles, <laughs> I love are just amazing, again, those are not, the, the title is not in the lyrics of the song, <laughs> um, but, um, the, the, these are all from an album called Carnivas from 2006, Ironically, um, Silver Sun Pickups were nominated as a Best New Artist by the Grammys in 2009. So the math doesn't make sense, right? And that was uh, somewhat of the, the, the conspiracy at the time, is when to define uh, a band as being a new artist. Um, and I think it becomes even more vague as time has gone on, because you can release music just putting it on the internet. 
yeah. and achieve great success. But when do you technically become an artist? When you're signed to a label, and does that label need to be a major label? Yeah, right. um, huh. and, and, and everything else. But um, Silver Sun Pickups, check them out. All oh, right. and another fun fact was the last band I saw before the pandemic. Right. Yeah. Oh, no, wait, where'd you see them, Tom? Uh, they were at the House of Blues, and it was like March, I want to say like March 3rd. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because you brought Lauren, right? Yeah. 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 Very cool. Another cool name. Another yeah. cool name. All right, I guess it's off to me for number four, and Gav just mentioned him in his five spot, and that's Guns N' Roses. Um, so w- one of the albums that you can listen from first song to last song, I think Appetite for Destruction has one of the highest selling is one of the highest selling albums of all time. I'd also add that the album that came after that, I believe it was in 1991, was Use Your Illusions 1 and 2. And they right. went on a tour with Metallica that yeah. a lot of my high school friends at the time uh, saw at Foxborough Stadium, yeah. uh, now Gillette. And uh, that that's a concert I, I wish I went to. I heard great things about it. Although, and Tom, you kind of hit upon this, uh, Axel was really the, the downfall of that band because he had that same attitude issue of, you know, geez, if the traffic light's yellow, I'm not right, going on right. stage. And right. they, they notoriously would go, would go on stage about two and a half hours after the concert started and right. would just have their fans sitting there. And... Um, just a complete disrespect of their fan base. Although when they finally got on stage, they usually put on a great show. But um, I mean, for all intents and purposes, he, he Axel was acting like a six-year-old uh, child having a, a temper tantrum half the time. Yeah. So it's unfortunate because Slash is one of the greatest guitarists um, of his day, maybe of all time. Um, some of the the music that they came out with was just unbelievable in terms of how new it was and the edge it was. And this was a band that did uh, publicly say that they got a lot of their influence from Led Zeppelin. So that, that's where yeah. I was going before. Um, and again, just a unique voice. Axel has got, you know, this piercing, screeching voice that yeah. instantly, you know, it's, it's, and it's you fun know to it's him. Um, imitate, you know what I mean? Uh, like when you're trying to, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Um, so the, I know that they did pull together that reunion, that, like you had mentioned, Tom, that Beth went to. I did not go to that, uh, but it sounds like they've they actually, from what I was reading online at the time afterwards, they actually were um, starting their concerts on time, which is yeah, you know, uncharted waters. So I, right. I think it, it goes to show that they might be hard up for money. Maybe they're trying to get in the good wills of their fans by, uh, you know, one, reuniting, and two, trying to treat them with a little more respect. But I think yeah. they left a lot on the table. They, they could have been even bigger if they uh, held it together better. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, number four is where I have another rap artist. This is someone you may, may probably not have heard of. Is Lil Uzi Vert. <laughs> Um, different name, but, um, he doesn't have the best voice or the best lyrics, but he just like has extremely, I think, catchy and fun to listen to music. And he has a lot of songs and a lot of, um, I think he has five big albums. Um, Love is Rage, Love is Rage 2, Lil Uzi Vert vs. the World. And, um, his newest album, which I think Andrew knows, was, um, Eternal Take, which came out this year. It was two years in the making. And it was a big deal. So when you went to school, I think it was like March 10th or whatever, before this happened, everyone had their earbuds in. 
and was listening to this at lunch. Yeah. And I'm sure you know that. And it, and this song, the deluxe version, had 32 songs. Yeah, and you, go through, and you go through those songs, and yeah. I'd say probably like 25 to 30 of them are great songs. And, and, and yeah. Genuinely. And I know that he he has a different style. It's more of like an electronic, very... Um, yeah, that's true. It's, it's yeah. a new age style that probably you wouldn't enjoy. I okay. bet if you listen to it, I'm going to be honest with you. But it's just, I, I really enjoy his music, personally. Can, can you tell me, what is the his name again? Lil. Yep. L-I-L. Uzi. U-Z-I. Vert. V-E-R-T. I know, some rappers' names are ridiculous and stupid. Yeah. But um, I, I'm kind of putting him in the category of Sir Sly, of someone I have no idea who this is. But I, I'm, hey, I, I'm open to new artists. I'd right. love to listen to them. Um, yeah, but I, I, I'm just a big fan of his, and he's probably one of the... Um, of the 2010s decade, probably one of the most well-known and well-regarded um, rappers. Yeah, I think. Well, uh, what was the song? Um, he literally did. I don't want it that way. Yeah, that way, and it was it was so weird because it's literally like, yeah, but that's it. Yeah, you're, you're right. I, I think that's my only criticism. Right, it doesn't it doesn't that. make sense. That was probably the of the songs that I know, and it's only a few. That's probably the worst one. Like, right. that's just awful. It's literally like, just, like, rip no off. sort of creativity whatsoever. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I don't know, I don't know Lil Uzi Vert. Right. I, I've, I've seen him on, on various playlists or whatever, but right. I pick a song out of, out of a, um, a playlist and recognize it. Yeah. I heard that if, so long as you put Lil in front of two other words. You get famous. Yep. Yeah, you're guaranteed a contract. Right. So <laughs> what you do is Lil Yachty, Lil Baby. Lil, it just, goes Lil, okay. and then you pick a random noun. And then a, well, color, just one word. a French, um, a color in French. So <laughs> my new big artist, yeah. um, my number one on the list, I'll just break the, break the suspense, is called um, Little Foam Rouge. <laughs> okay, yeah. He's awesome. He's awesome. He's awesome. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. I, I mean, there's 50 songs on his new album, right? Yeah. 50 yeah. songs, yeah. 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 <laughs> All platinum. I love it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Little Foam Rouge. Check it out. Right. Oh, that's great. That is great. Alright, was it number four? Yeah. Number four, this is sort of the last one that I kind of surprised me. Um, I think it's just, when I was working on this list, it was just going back and kind of doing my research and kind of listening just to kind of um, get the sense of um, what their sound is like. Um, just kind of reminding me of it. And damn, I I, I don't know why um, I... I, I Maybe, um, I don't know, ignored it in the past, but I'm trying to give it the respect it deserves now. But um, Young the Giant, I have a number four. Mm. Um, I think um, they uh, have songs that can really, um, you know, high energy and really, um, like songs like Silver Tongue, Silver Tongue, um, uh, Something to Believe in, I think really have that sort of um, factor of, um, just party alternative, but at the same time, you go to songs like Apartment, um, Mind Over Matter, um, M I N D Over Matter, um, uh, what's the other one? Um, My Body. I, I think uh, it's just stuff like that that just really superposition. Um, it's really it, they the, the di- diversity that they can do, you know party and but at the same time kind of take it back and you know chill sort of music i i appreciate it yeah i agree how long they've been around andrew another band where it's like 
five years. I mean, yeah. that was like the magical part, uh, uh, as far as your when you really discovered music. Yeah, I think so. Outside of outside of the Wiggles. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not wrong. They haven't been mentioned yet, but they could be coming. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm going to jump to number three. All right. Um, and, and this, I, I regret not having other bands of, of their makeup in, in my top, top ten, but I'm a big, big fan of female-led bands, uh, female lead singers, um, and, um, you know, the the works of, like let's say, like a Blondie, of, of Garbage, of, of No Doubt, um, yeah, no doubt. yeah, maybe today's current day of yeah. Paramore or whatever. But the band I'm talking about is called Metric. Um, not one that I'm sure Jeff you've heard of. Um, they're um, just like just like your first girlfriend. Uh, real big in Canada. Real big in Canada. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, she was super hot. Um, <laughs> it's a joke. It's back when you described. When you came to school, when you described like how was your summer, you're like oh yeah, you know I, I my, my had a girlfriend and you're right. basically girlfriend you're, from Canada, you're BSing. And, yeah. uh, oh well, she's from Canada. You'll never meet her. Right? <laughs> That's a different school. That's right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Metric hit the scene in 1998. They've got seven seven studio albums. Um, uh, it's a four piece band, as I mentioned, uh, led by Emily Haynes. Um, she just takes command of the stage um, immediately. Um, she's got a great, uh, just a, a rock and roll attitude. Um, they're um, again not very successful here in the U.S. Although they've they've had several tours in the U.S., they tend to to tour with other bands. We've seen them with Silver Sun Pickups. We've seen them with um, uh, uh, opening bands like. Um, uh, Joy Wave, uh, they've actually supported other American acts that probably, in my opinion, don't have the same cachet as Metric, but they're opening for bands like Imagine Dragons, right? Oh, sure. Um, so, uh, the the um, the Canadian version of the Grammys, called the Junos, um, awarded Metric Group of the Year and Alternative Album of the Year in 2008. Um, with an album called Fantasies, um, and you're going to find songs on there like Gold Gun Girls. That was the first song that that attracted me to uh, Metric, uh, and then another one that I kind of alluded to earlier uh, called Gimme Sympathy, and this um, harkens back to the Rolling Stones' Sympathy for the Devil. And one of the lyrics in there is what I mentioned before: is um, Beatles or the Rolling Stones? Uh, oh, yeah. Basically asking the listener, you know, what are you? Um, who was it? Who'd you rather be? Yeah, who'd you rather be? Yeah. The Beatles or the Rolling Stones? Yep. So, um, that's that. That's from their Fantasies album, but another album that's great from start to finish, um, and and also one album of the year from Juno. Uh, the Juno Awards was called Synthetica. So, check them out uh, if you've not heard of them. You'll be um, pleasantly surprised. And just like Kasabian, every acoustic version of their songs holds up just as as well as their. Um, uh, electronic studio versions. That is cool. Yeah, I, I love when bands have a hard rock hit, and then when they do it acoustic, it just gives it another life. And yeah, I think that is uh, th that that's talent when they're able to translate it in that way. Uh, so yeah, another another band for me to listen to. I, I look forward to it. What's the metric song that's like? Um, it's like it's like the cops pulled up. Is that a metric song? 
I sound that sounds like Lil Uzi Vert to me. Oh no 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 no! no. It's like, <laughs> cool, right, this, right. Is, this guy. <laughs> I I just remember like listening to the car or something. I don't know. It's like some sort of lyric that there. I don't know. Okay. Is it metric? I don't know. It comes full up. Isn't much for me to go on. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Let's do it in the car. Oh, okay. <laughs> that is good, Andrew. If you th- if it comes to you, just blurt it out. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm, that's why. That's why I'm telling him because I can't come up with it. But Look up like... cops pull up song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, who's next? All Jeff. right. Yeah. B- back to me for number three, and I am going with Elton John. Oh, okay. Well, Elton John's my number three. Oh, look so, at that. It's the first time we've done it. All yeah. right. All right. Uh, I'll give you the... Would you like to hit a few things on Elton John? I and mean... I'll, and I'll go next. Sure. Like, I think he has just an enormous amount of albums and great songs. Um, of course, there was... Near the later end of his career, he suffered with drug abuse. And then he's kind of picked it up now. And he's said he's clean and sober, yeah. which is good for him. Um, and Rocket Man came out last year. But I just think... Um, the movie. That was a good movie. Yeah. His oh. style of um, music is just so different and so poppy. And it's just like, I don't know, like something about it. Like, again, always puts you in a good mood, I think. And then there's more slower and sad songs. You know what I mean? It's for songs for any occasion kind of thing. And um, I don't know. He just has so many big hits from Rocket Man. And then it's even like not it's, – it's just hard because like he – so I'm saying you could say not as popular songs, but if you look at like most of his songs, like a lot of them, like there's not many songs of, from Elton John that like not many people know. You know what I mean? Like I feel yeah. like the majority of his songs were hits. Well, so two things too is when he was famous and when he first was getting his clout, not only clout uh, was he you know a talented vocalist, but he was an amazing pianist. So he's playing piano. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey now, hey now. Family program. Yeah. <laughs> But um, what I think is unique is to be a piano player behind a microphone, you're, you're very stationary. It's not a traditional, yeah. uh, your lead singer is running around the stage and pumping up the audience. Like, yeah. he's unable to it, do that. It's very similar so, to um, Billy Joel, another Billy Joel, right? an artist I'll talk about later. Who's another fan <laughs> Maybe I will, too. Uh, I know uh, you went to a Billy Joel Elton John concert, which is uh, awesome. Which we'll, we'll yeah. talk about later as well. Uh, but the other thing, too, is think about The Lion King. Right, right, yeah, he, yeah exactly. He, so very true to, as well. As an artist, to be able to create um, a, a, a music for an actual movie, and then obviously that that skyrocketed up the charts as well, um, just shows how talented an artist that he is. And again, staying power. He he's been across multi generations, and I actually went to a concert. Christian and I went with uh, my sister and her husband. Uh, was it? I think it was two years ago because this is Elton's going through his farewell tour. He's right. going to be shutting down his, his uh, touring. And my sister's ten years younger than me. And she's probably one of the biggest Elton John fans I know. As she's well. a she huge Elton John fan. And then when we went to the concert, there's people that are probably Nana and Papa's age there, so they're like right. 65, yeah, exactly. 75 years old who were with Elton John from the beginning. Then there's people like me in in the forty ish age range, and then there's people, my sister's age who's in her thirties. So right. it's 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 it was pretty impressive to go to a concert where the age demographics was all over the board. So that's my number three. Yeah, and, just, and your number three. How yeah, about that? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Bam. Double I just whammy. Think he has so much good music, and like I have like my own John playlist, and it's like fifty songs. Yeah. And it's and I could just play that for hours. All right. Okay, my number three. Andrew. Number three. Hit us up. My number three, I have... uh, Wait a second, is this one going to surprise you? 
no, 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 this one, no, no, this one, uh, this one, I expect. <laughs> <laughs> um, number three, I have Joy Wave. Um, oh, I, think, I know them, actually. Yeah, I, I, I've mentioned them before in this podcast. I feel like but I think, a, uh, yeah, you have, like, the oh, shirt, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think um, just their short, it's just their, um, not only being um, in pop culture with songs like Dangerous, um, Destruction, It's a Trip, um, maybe Tongues even, but I think, um, I don't know, just their, if you watch any of their music videos... They are ridiculous. Like I'm talking, like like it's they're so weird and like um, Dad. I don't know if you like him, but like he's got like a pencil and mustache. Like they, they can be like just just like you can see him and just be like, no thanks. They're too weird and too outlandish. I don't know. I think that's what some people can take, but at the same time, they can just be seen that so unique and fun and kind of their own thing. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not put off by them at all. I, I think they are artsy. With a heavy dose of sense of humor. Yeah, exactly. That's so, what I meant. Yeah. So they're not, so they're not, they're not doing it to be outrageous. Just you know, um, to be obnoxious. Yeah. Um, they've got the, the the music to back it up, but like Andrew said, as far as their music videos, um, uh, a lot of their uh, album artwork, their website, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's all this tied together theme, and even their stage, their stage show or whatever. Yep. Um, it's um, all well produced as far as I don't mind talking like like a record produced, but like everything is tied together mm-hmm. and there's a plan for everything. But it's almost always with tongue in cheek. Yeah, and I think um, especially they just released their new album um, called Possession. Um, I think a couple months ago, early in quarantine. Um, and I think the other thing about them is that they're like they, they are total like space nerds. Like, yeah, I think it's funny. Like they literally have a song called Blast Off. Yeah. Like and it has a rocket ship on it. Like that. Like I think um, with possession, also they like um, like the Carl Sagan um, "Sounds of Earth" like golden record that's up in space. I think that's such a great. Like I actually kind of love that idea. The fact that they you know photoshopped the record album to like say "Sounds of Joywave" yeah. and just kind of like they, they you know what is cool even is that they take samples from that album up in space and they have it like in there. Like sprinkle in songs, I think that's incredible. Didn't know that. I think that's so cool. Um, uh, they were the opening band for Bastille. Um, I think it was last year, um, and I think it's just so funny. Like I think Bastille and Joywave, like they just pretend like they hate each other just to kind of put on like that sort of show. Yeah, I th- I saw videos, and yeah. I think if I wanted to be at any one concert that I missed out on that I didn't go to, I regret, I think I would love, would love to be there. Yeah. I think that's just so funny. Like yeah. the fact that they pretend like they hate each other and like joy with the joy with Dan- Daniel just goes up there. He's like, Oh, you, you French suck. Like I'm going to give you a Coca-Cola, you know, America. Like I, I think the fact that he's joking, but just like, it's just, I think it's, yeah. it's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you, Andrew, you had me at pencil thin mustache. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I'll, I'll tell you, uh, I do like bands that don't take themselves too seriously. Yeah, so that's I, definitely Joy Wave. They, they perfectly fit under that category. Not, I mean, there's nothing not to like about them. I yeah, mean, they're from Rochester, New York, mm-hmm. and like that's the you know like that's what hotbed of of rock and roll would, <laughs> would anyone consider Rochester, New York? I mean, right. every, everything is just it's just great about them. You're rooting for these guys. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, n- another one added to the list for me. Yeah. Right. Um, number two, um, 
we're down to the to the um, the short list here, right? So um, this is where it gets real. This is this where is it gets like, real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this was a a, a band um, from the eighties that uh, again, similar to the Smiths, um, are considered kind of the godfathers of current. Um, and uh, alternative rock, uh, but I would even actually extend it even more that um, similar to the conversations we had earlier that you won't find a band out there that has any sort of um, dance, pop, electronica uh, type of undercurrent that can't look in and point to this band as an influence. This band is called New, New Order, um, mm. and um, if you were to see this band walking down the street in, in any city, you name it, uh, you would never look twice. They're the most unassuming looking rock band out there, um, but um, heavily influential. Everything with this was in the advent, I guess, really of, of kind of synthesizer keyboard music, um, very much in the club style of back then in, in the 80s, far um, before, before my time. Um, but songs like Blue Monday, Bizarre Love Triangle, um, there's an entire album that's, again, kind of a considered, similar to what I was talking about with the Smiths, it's considered, I guess, like a greatest hits, but that wasn't the intention at the time. It was just taking a bunch of songs from uh, a handful of their previous albums. Um, the record company just put them all on one album and re released it. It's an album called Substance. So, um, uh, great band. Um, and, and again, I, I think back at it i was just looking at some ticket stubs last night that i had saved um i had seen new order back um in the 80s when i was a young kid um probably too young to be going to concerts um by myself or with my friends but then my wife and i just saw new order again in miami um in the past year um and they don't show uh any age their music still holds up um similar to what you were describing with elton john there were people there who were my age and older um, and then there were people there yeah. who um, were were easily in their teens, um, and they had us all engaged and wrapped um, um, lights, lasers, you name it, um, video screen behind the stage. Because as I mentioned, these aren't guys that that aren't, aren't necessarily uh, showmans. Yep, uh, guys and women, as a matter of fact, in the band. But um, but they the rest of of the extracurricular type stuff that happens at the concert. Uh, in their videos, um, in their album artwork, um, really um, draws your attention just as equally. Another one for my list. Yeah. New Order. New Order. Yeah. New Mentioned Star Wars, like the. Yeah. yeah. All right. Number two for me is a band that was mentioned earlier by Gavin. You can see a lot of similarities, and that is Queen. <laughs> queen so um yeah we have we're, we have the same exact music taste like it's just uh, like yeah we, we, we have like the same 10 just in a mixed order jumbled up a little bit it's just uh, this is why having you guys here makes it so much more yeah that's if it was just us it would be like a joke it's just, it'd be boring yeah that's why oh, the obara factor is huge on this podcast because otherwise mm -hmm. we'd be rehashing the same artist back and forth which would be so boring uh but uh queen for me it's really probably freddie uh Freddie Mercury. Yeah, I didn't expect you to have him here, to be honest. I expect you lower. I'm surprised you have Elton John below Queen. Well, and I debated that for a long time because I, I really try to give thought as to what spot I'm going to put people in. Because and... I always feel like I was more of a Queen fan than you are. Yeah. Just personally. Yeah, no, I, I, I get that. And I think it's probably over the last couple of years, I've just thought about the songs that they've had and how good they are and, again, how wide ranging it is. 
Um, I love We Are the Champions. I love, um, what is it called? When they say, ooh, the way you make me feel. Fat Bottom mm. Girls? Best yeah, friend. Yeah, Best friend. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, love that song. Um, and, and I just feel like they're a little bit Somebody all over the love, board. Best friend. Somebody yeah. to love is a great song. Um, yeah, best friend. That's good. So yeah, and then maybe it's even with the Bohemian Rhapsody movie coming out, you just have an appreciation. Granted, they they stray a little bit from the actual timeline of events, but um, that that Farm Aid concert at Wembley, and when you Live, look, Aid. Oh, Live Aid, when you look at that on uh, YouTube. And watch what it was really like, and you see those people chanting, you know, do, doing um, Radio Gaga. Unbelievable. One of my favorite things you have, you can see this thing on YouTube where it kind of compares the movie to the actual yeah. live aid. Oh, you can kind of see, like, the... Um, super impressive. Yeah, it's, it's kind of fun to see how they actually, like, kind of took straight from that. And it, it makes it sense. It looks like half the world population is there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really does. And it makes sense why the actor got an Oscar when you see how closely yeah. he was able to yeah. mimic all of Freddie's idiosyncrasies on stage... <laughs> With his voice, the fact that he sang was um, probably something that made me rethink Queen in my my rankings, and that's why I jumped them in the number two spot. Wow, you know what's so I I think amazing about Queen, um, and for you, Gavin and Andrew, you're probably not going to understand this as well because again, the world's your oyster when it comes to music. You just basically put any band in the search window, press enter, and there it pops up. Yeah, but for your dad and I, when we were growing up, like you we had all we had radios in our car and that was a yeah. dial on the station right yeah. none of the stuff on demand but i thought what's fascinating about queen is that it was always featured on the classic rock station right so here might be like a zlx zlx i was thinking the yeah. same thing yep. right right but but when you really listen to to queen next to some of the other artists that they would play as far as like what the next song that they play on there there really weren't a lot of similarities yeah they, because Queen was just so unique and, and, and almost theatrical in their music. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. That that if I were to you know ask either of you two to, to categorize Bohemian Rhapsody and then categorize, um, um, we will you rock know. you. I don't know. Like yeah. That. No, 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 no. I'm not, no, no. I'm, oh, I'm saying compared to another band. Like, like, oh, oh, yeah. oh, I get what you're saying. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Categorize, categorize um, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, and then categorize uh, Black Dog off the Led Zeppelin 4 album, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. You would say, well, this one, Led Zeppelin, is definitely classic rock, but this Bohemian Rhapsody, I don't know how to categorize yeah, right. that. There's really opera in that. It's just like so, yeah. so yeah. Yeah. different. Right. Yeah, but but at the time, they had to force it, like, they, they, they you know, kudos to, to whomever to give Queen their, their airplay, because um, um, they didn't really fit a specific category. They were making it almost like a genre on, onto its own. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fans, the public stuck with it. Right. Yeah. yeah it's um, hard to put them in a box kind of with them. Yeah. It's not, yeah. Not, nothing that re- they can really fit in. Yeah. Cool. Is that me? All right, my, I think it's my number two. Oh, oh, got it, got it. Okay. And if you guys like little Lucy Vart, you're going to like this one. Yes. This oh, yeah. one is called a boogie with the hoodie. Right. Uh, boogie like a booger in your nose yeah. with W-I-T da D-A hoodie. Oh, um, this is a guy who's not the um, most famous artist. He's not like one of the uh, maybe top 10 rap artists if you ask people. But um, when I started listening to his music, I was just really like uh, like attracted to like, I don't know, like the sound that he kind of produces. He has a, I think what, what I actually like with rappers, he has a good voice, which I appreciate. And I think his yeah. style of music, I, I enjoy. He has... 
I think it's four albums. Um, they're all kind of, and he um kind of goes with the theme that he's not a rapper; he's an artist, which he kind of likes to portray. And his his albums are artist, the bigger artist, artist two point and then he did like one that was kind of like a worldwide thing where he did with like all different artists, kind of like around the world, like Spanish kind of stuff. And um, I think that was interesting. And I um he's from New York. Um, I I, I really like his stuff. His um other album which is probably my favorite is hoodie season which is i think i've mentioned this also in my uh, the other episode of the top 10 songs from each song year i mentioned yep. him pretty frequently um yeah i i just like him again awful name like most rappers out there today but um i i just really like the stuff that he puts out personally i, I gotta give him a shot too how old is he is he in his 20s yeah as well? definitely i oh. feel like most modern rappers are there's not many yeah. that are in their 30s yeah 40s i think it's so fascinating like if you see, like, viral videos of, like, rappers at concerts, where they just kind of, like, no auto-tune, just, like, there's that one song that they sing, it's no auto-tune, and they, and they just kind of, like, do their own thing, and I think that's really where you figure out, okay, this guy, this guy, he's the real deal, as opposed yeah. to, you know, um, just rappers, you know, using auto-tune and doing whatever the hell they want, as opposed to, you know, actually having a great voice and, you know, trying to you know, share it with their audience. Yeah, I like rappers that have a good voice. And even people like who passed away, Juice World, he had a great voice as well. Yeah, another yeah. Uh, rapper who's um kinda in that category. But um another person that I like. It's just kind of that style of rap that I enjoy. Andrew, do you know this guy? Boogie with the hoodie? I I, I mean I've heard of him. I, Probably I, I from couldn't me, tell you Andrew. one song. I yeah. couldn't yeah. tell you one song. Yeah. Now does he have enough fan base that if he says, "Hey, I'm performing at Foxboros," he's selling it out. Yes, definitely. No so. kidding. Yeah. Wow. No, Are you serious? Yeah. I don't know. I, I think no, because yeah. I, no. I feel like he could do TD Garden, right? That's yeah, right, yeah, right, 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 right. Maybe not but selling out Gillette. But Gillette would be a big, but um, that's a big haul. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. Yeah. TD Garden definitely. At the same time, it's just like kind of like there's there's like mainstream music that everyone listens to, and then there's just like the rap music. Because that's not always played on the radio. You never no, really right. hear it on the radio. So right. then you basically have to go searching for this stuff. And for people that right. like rap, it's everywhere on Apple Music. Like, if you look at the top yeah. 100 songs, it's on Apple Music, it's all rap. Yeah. It's just that yeah. like you don't hear it because you're looking up the radio or you're looking up your classic rock playlist. It's just kind of like a whole world that you just aren't really Well, you know, and that's where it, I, see a, I see a lot of parallels with the rap discussion and a lot of the alternative things yeah, that Tom similar. and Andrew are yeah, bringing exactly. up because th- you have to kind of go looking for these things and w- when you hear it, you know what you like, but right. y- you have to go find it. Right. Yeah. That's true. But um, he is popular. Like, it's not like yeah. he, he's probably, yeah. like, if you ask him, if you ask anyone who w- listens to rap, they know who he is, yeah. definitely. He's gotcha. probably top, at least top 15, probably. Gotcha. Interesting. Okay. All right, Andrew. Number two, I have um, really a newer, like, I I know most of my bands have been new, but I'm talking, like, um, they only, I think their first album was probably, like, EP, so, like, their, like, debut album was only, like, I want to say a year or two ago, like, 2018, 2019. Um, Half Alive. Mm. I I think, uh, Gavin, you you were talking, I forget who it was, but we're talking about, like, when I first heard of, you know, pinpointing that moment, right? When I first heard of them. Yeah. I remember, um, I I remember the exact moment. I I don't know why, but I I think uh, it was just the sort of door that it opened, right? To a new artist. I think, um, I was just, um, sitting at my drum set on my phone, um, 
scrolling through just like the alter the new alternative songs on Amazon Music. Um, and I was just going through, and then this song pops up. I think um, it was a single at first. Um, Still feel pops up, and damn, was that damn? I would I I think I immediately fell in love with it. I I, I knew nothing about the band. I knew um, absolutely nothing, and then I heard the song, and I fell in love with it. I, I wanted to listen to everything that they had. I wanted to, you know, um, I did a drum cover not too, not too long later after that. Um, um, and then they put out, um, their album, um, now, not yet, which is kind of confusing. Um, I think it's supposed to be, um, where they have songs like runaway, um, Runaway, I think, is probably one of my favorite songs in terms of drums. Like, I think just the groove in that, and like the sort of verse with the with the drum solo, not a drum solo, but just the, the groove of that, I think, was just incredible. I think when I listened to that song, I immediately wanted to do a drum cover. Yeah. Just, I wanted to learn that, I learn everything about it. Um, I think um, they also have songs, um, and now not yet. Uh, they have uh, featuring a song with Kimbra. Do you guys know uh, Kimbra is the lady um, female artist in Somebody That I Used to Know? Oh, okay, oh. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So she features yeah, yeah, yeah. in that album. I think it's really um, they did a great job. Um, I think the other thing about Half Alive is that there's no swearing, there's no drugs, there's no violence, there's no sex, there's no nothing. It's it's complete. They focus on their music, and that's all it is. It's the PG rating of, like, maybe, what is it, maybe actually G, I don't know, it's just, that they are so, like, um, it's the most appropriate band, you could say, like, it's just, and the other thing. Yeah, a band you can listen to in front of your grandma. Exactly. Right. Is that, um. Just like a boogie with, with the hoodie. Exa exactly, right, right exactly. <laughs> the exact thing. Right. Um, the other thing is that they don't, is, uh, I noticed this, no love, like, no love song. Oh. You think about it, like love is probably the main theme in music. Yeah, yeah exactly, for definitely. Sure. And for the sure. fact that they have like no love, and that that is just, I think songs about life. Yeah, you know, I think if you were to listen, like still feel, like it's talking about still feeling alive and just jamming along, and yeah. you know, just kind of going through that road and you know of life. I think it's amazing. I think they did a great job. We saw them in concert. Um, what was it, in like October or something? Yeah, it was cold out, I remember. Yeah, um, I, th I think it was it was good. I, I think they did a good job. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, unlike Joy Wave, Half Alive is a very artistic band. Yeah, they kind of have like their own um, aesthetic to them. Yep, they don't... Um, that, it was strange about this concert. They didn't really acknowledge the fans. There was no small talk. There was no like, hey, you know, right. good night, Boston! Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, there was there was actually no chatter amongst the bandmates, um, but um, they had had like a, a little light show. They had this uh, that troupe that uh, that would come out oh, and, yeah. and dance. Um, you know, very choreographed as far as the dance. Yeah. Um, I was just for a band that, like Andrew was said, is so early on in their career. Um, it might have been sold out. Paradise. Um, was there was a line around the yeah. block to get in. And aside from Andrew and I, and maybe maybe aside from me, um, everyone knew the words. Like wow. everyone was there, was intentionally there, not just to see a new band like I was, but like as if as if they were, um, you know, they were they were fans from from the beginning, a beginning that that started a decade ago. Right. But no, it was actually only two years ago. Wow! I think one of the reasons that they have such a huge fan base is that. Um, 
their first album, like the e- the EP, it only has four songs. For, so for like a year or two, they only had four songs. Yeah. And I think that's just crazy, the fact that they even gained a fan base from that. But um, they got criticism because um, in their first album, they sounded a lot like 21 Pilots. Wow. And there was one song, I, 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 I was just listening to this because I just because I listened to Still Feel mm-hmm. uh, when I was just trying to explore and stuff. But um, there was one song, I think it's called Tiptoes, where even I was just sitting there and thinking like, oh my God. Like even Before I even heard any criticism from the internet, I thought to myself, wow, that sounds like 21 Pilots. This is like... I, I, at first, I thought, like, this isn't good. Like, they're going to get some sort of... But I think with their new album, they've done a great job. They kind of established themselves as, you know, their identity and who they are. Um, they released, a couple months ago, um, an orchestra version. They, they did a couple song, a handful of songs. It's just a full-on orchestra. And I thought that was phenomenal. They did a great job. They did, like, a almost like a half-hour documentary about it. Oh. Um, I watched it. It, 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 was, it was great. They did a great job. And I, I'm looking forward to what they have in the future. Yeah. Very cool. Half Alive's on my list. All right, right number now, one. Now, the, the coveted one spot. Number here, one. Here we go. Number one for me um, is uh, a band with an interesting history because um, with the lead singer of who he is and the band that he came from, that alone prob- could probably, again, secure its position in, in legendary status uh, alongside these other um, legends that we've discussed. Um, the band is Foo Fighters, and Ooh, um, yeah. Dave Grohl, having been the drummer of Nirvana, he started Foo Fighters in 1995, um, a few years after grieving the uh, untimely suicide of, of Nirvana's Kurt Cobain. On the Foo Fighters self-titled uh, album in 95, Dave played all the instruments, um, and kind of just floated this cassette out to the folks in Seattle um, and asked what, what they thought of it. Um, they, he didn't say he was in the band. Um, he was just kind of handing it out to friends. And so lo and behold, um, it started to catch some some um, some attention, and uh, Dave put together some bandmates, um, not all of which are in the current version of Foo Fighters. However, the current lineup has been a lineup um, for uh, at least uh, the, the past decade, maybe decade and a half. Um, everyone's familiar with the songs, you know, Hero and Everlong and um, 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 Pretender. Uh, man, I guess that's more of a that's maybe more a, little, one. a little more more obscure. Yeah. Um, but I'm not putting Foo Fighters in there just because of the hits that they've had. I'm. I, I could say that they could actually still be my number one, even if you only looked at the past three recent albums, mm-hmm. um, which don't include uh, Hero, Everlong, Times Like These, that kind of stuff, yeah. right? So I'm talking about uh, Concrete and Gold um, with songs on it, such as The Sky is a Neighborhood, uh, Sonic Highways, which um, uh, I thought was spectacular, Um if you're at all familiar with Sonic Highways, what happened was is that uh, it was actually produced for HBO, and, and it's a documentary series as well that they, they released the album. But Dave would get together with influences of his throughout his career, various music musicians, music styles, uh, various cities across the, the entire globe, uh, and record one song uh, with them and then put it into an album. So... Um, 
you'd be hard pressed again not to get your heart rate up when listening to like something from nothing or run or pretender or whatever uh if you need to go to the to the gym and need some inspiration um to just turn it up a notch uh put on some foo fighters at the same time they actually have albums that are released that are strictly acoustic um um and they can hold their own as far as various ballads and and, and softer songs um which um, I enjoy just as much, um, but there's like two personalities of the Foo Fighters, and um, I would put either one of them, the, the softer uh, side versus the harder side, um, uh, as my one in 1A. You, you know, Tom, you brought up something right at the beginning about how when Dave Grohl first came out w- with that cassette he played yeah. every instrument and it just shows you how talented he is yeah. he, he is just an unbelievable musician yep yep and i thought that was great because in nirvana you know as the drummer and nirvana you know i think they went out of their way to be obnoxious sometimes in the press and, and kurt has own crazy personality as well as inner demons um and didn't want the success yet you know they were enjoying success and everything else and, and dave was kind of the quiet uh third man in that trio um but uh, little did I know that he how talented he was. And uh, on the Foo Fighters now, I mean, he's the lead guitarist. Yeah. He'll yeah. sometimes get behind the drums, um, but um, you know that's that's held for a different member of the band. So um, I just think that they're they're spectacular. And, and, and again, um, fast forward ten years from now, uh, when we talk about um, doing this podcast again, I'll set it in my calendar now. Um, but um, we're going to list bands like the Foo Fighters alongside of Rolling Stones and Led Zeppelin. Oh, and speaking of that, the Foo Fighters at their Wembley show, they had uh, John Paul Jones and um, um, Jimmy Page on stage cool. uh, for a few songs. And they've actually done some work with Brian May um, um, of Queen, too. So. And you know, you know what's cool about Foo Fighters as well, and especially Dave Grohl, is, is when you learn about uh, him as a person, he, he just, yeah. he gives back. He's, he's, um, genuine. Um, yeah. he appreciates life. He appreciates the success he's had. You just, you always cheer for people. I think like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, here, here's the list for a different podcast, but like, you know, it's like the five people you'd want to have dinner with. That's a great idea. But, but Dave Grohl would definitely be my dinner guest anytime. I, I think just from, even if we don't even talk about music, he seems like one of the funniest guys, uh, fun-loving, um, energetic guys uh, that I've ever seen. Yeah, that, that's a, that one great podcast idea. And two, I could not agree more with you on that. He just seems such yeah. like a down-to-earth, genuine, upbeat person. Yeah. All right. My number one, and Gav, yeah, you probably would <laughs> yeah, assume same, that, same number one. It's for, for me. It's Billy Joel. Yeah, it's Billy Joel for me too. Uh, here, here's what, what I love about Billy Joel. I thought about this number one spot for a long time, and I said to myself, if I could only listen to one artist for the rest of my life, who would it be? If, the, if every, all the other music was thrown in the ocean and you can't listen to it ever again, and for me, Billy Joel has so many different types of songs that are out there. Uh, upbeat, catchy. He has the slow ballads. Um, yeah, that's true. Uh, and he again, he cuts across different decades. Yeah, he was successful for a long time in his early stuff and continued to be successful. Yeah, and, and 
You know, he hasn't come out with a new no. music since I think his last album, I think was 1993. So it's been a long time since he's actually come out with anything new. But to one of the things you said earlier, Tom, when you go to a Billy Joel concert, I just want him to play the hits. And when yeah, you stop yeah. and think about it, he's had, I think, over 30 top hits um, over the course of his career, which is in his um, double album that he has, uh, something I could listen to, again, from the beginning all the way to the end. I wouldn't skip any song. Yeah, yeah I agree with you. And like what you said was Elton John earlier being a pianist. Yes, big, I was going to mention fan. that as well. Big fan. Um no, but he's another artist who I enjoy all of his music, even like the not as popular songs. But I feel like even the not as popular songs are some of my favorites. Like Vienna, for example, is one of my favorite songs of all time, which isn't one of the hit, hits of his from the Stranger album. Even the Stranger, which the is good, the, yeah. the name of the album, and it isn't probably isn't one of the most popular songs of his. Is another great one, and that's like is a perfect example of like the different like. It, it's so smooth, and all of a sudden it goes upbeat, and then back to smooth again. It's just, he, I feel like um, his music, it wasn't like the most, um, I don't think like ambitious or um, maybe not influential, but it's just as an artist as a whole, like the amount of songs Billy Joel has and the amount of love I have for the songs he has from from a young age and continuing now is probably the artist I've listened to the most in my whole life. I just think is why he's at my number one. So when I honestly didn't really have to think about it that much when I was making my list, it was kind of a given that he was my number one. Cause even Andrew knows that when I do my piano reviews, I'm always doing Billy Joel. That's true. Yeah. And I always do those Billy Joel songs that I know pretty much by heart. And I don't really even have to listen to the song. I can write a review on it by just memory really. So, um, yeah, that's impressive. So yeah. One of the things I learned about Billy Joel, which I did not know, was that his dad was a classically trained pianist and yes. that Billy Joel started taking piano lessons at six years old. So, But there was some stuff with his dad, right? Like you know, he like I, I left or something and yeah, like he, had, he had some issues with that because that's what he actually talks about in the song Vienna. It's about his dad, yeah. about how he left. But yeah. I don't know a lot about his, his upbringing. I don't think he has a great relationship with his dad. But uh, one of the things you alluded to before, Gav, was the best concert I ever went to was Billy Joel and Elton John together. And for me, the, the highlight was when Billy Joel played Rocket Man and yeah. Elton John played Piano Man. And seeing yeah, those them, are like they're both two. It's kind two, of funny that they're both man. Yeah. It's, like they're, yeah, it's right? like they're both hits. Yeah, it's their most famous. They, they take their both most famous songs and having the other person interpret how they would do it was really cool to see. And unlike some some artists today, they certainly do not lip sync. Uh, they're singing, you know, even though they're oh, older I think that's kind of like, that's just a given. I don't think that they don't lip sync isn't really like a, no, like but a plus because I, I, I don't think but, most great artists don't lip sync. But I guess what I'm saying though is is that when you're 60 plus years old and you're still trying to, you know, sing out good tunes, they, they let it all bear out. It, whether it's as perfect as it was when they were in the recording studio or not, the fact that they've aged, that they're still willing to go out there and give it a go and try new things, I thought I thought was really fun to see at that age. So Billy Joel, number one for both of us. Yeah. yeah. Not so, I'm not really surprised, but yeah. All right, Andrew. You're... Wait a second. Hold on. Oh, yeah, so please. Into, I'm not actually. I'm not a huge fan of Billy Joel's music, although I totally respect what he did um, and his and his and his entire and his entire catalog as a whole. Um, did you know that? Um, I think his first break, as far as being recorded on an album, was with a heavy metal band. Really? You know, I, I did not know that that was his first. I didn't break. know that at all. I, I know he had a lo he struggled a lot to to kind of make it make yeah. it originally. 
Yeah, yeah. And, and so if you Google him, there's a picture of him with like a handlebar mustache, big perm, mm-hmm. um, and and dressed like one of the members from, let's say, um, like Poison or something like that, um, before hair bands were hair bands. Um, uh, but obviously, as we can tell, he, he changed gears and went a different path. Interesting. I did not. I did not know the met, the heavy metal go. That never happened. Yeah. Yeah. Billy. All right. Billy. Andrew, you're up. Um, okay. My number one. If you know me well, this is pretty obvious. Say what? That? Um. Yeah. I, I think. Um. It's just so. Same. Same hotel, right? I, so every song that they have is meant to get stuck in your head. It meant to get stuck in your head, but honestly, like it's just meant like it's supposed to be high energy, make you feel good, happy, happy songs, right? It's not like every single song that they have is just straight up happy, feel good songs. Yeah. Um, and I think I don't know. They I first discovered them, you know, in that twenty fourteen or whatever it was that summer, where my type was, you know, playing on the radio, and then I I, I just I think. Um, what playing on the radio it was, it was on FIFA. It was on FIFA, yeah. yeah. And then it was playing on the radio, and then it was in commercials. Yeah, and then it was, uh, yeah, yeah. I think that's really when they blew up. Um, still, one of their most popular songs for sure. Um, but yeah, not only that, but Cold Cold Man, and then they come out with the same old television. Um, you got tracks like Move. I think Destroyer, Destroyer can always get stuck in your head. Yeah, I think that's just so easy. Um. But no, even going back, they, they have puzzle pieces, they have, you know, butch, they have um, um, things like that. And then, looking forward to the future, uh, Dan and I excited. I'm pumped. They, they um, So, what they did, as an explanation, is that they, their new album is called Same Motel, the Original Motion Picture Soundtrack. Now, when they first came out with this, I'm like, what the hell is this? What, what, what is going on? Like, what kind, of, what kind of name of an album is that? And, to be honest, I still couldn't tell you because so far what they're doing is that they're releasing it in three different parts and so far only part one has come out five songs each yeah wow. yeah so honestly i still couldn't to explain to you what the idea is i'm hoping i think part two is coming out soon um and it was supposed to when we saw them in concert again this is pre-pandemic yeah um this is the last concert that I went to. Yeah. Yeah. We had the, we had the good fortune to do like, um, uh, like a fan club type thing, a meet and greet. And, um, as we were in line, they gave everyone headphones that had part two loaded up. Um, so as you're waiting in line, you're listening on these wireless headphones to the next music that's going to be released in, in part two. But, you can do that now, right? Like you, don't need, yeah. you don't need 12 songs, 15 songs on an album and to release them on a specific date. Um, and um, I think it's actually, I think St. Motel, music side, are great businessmen, self-promoters. Yeah. Um, and whether it's the band or it's their record company or whomever, management, whatever, they're doing everything right. Mm-hmm. It's uh, actually kind of insane. How, yeah. how were they live when you guys got to meet them? How did they seem? I think so. This that was the second time we went to see him. Oh, cool! Yeah. I think the first show that we went to that was the first concert that I ever went to, like in a club. Yeah. Like, oh my god, this is awesome! Like they have to like pat you down when you go in. Like that was like the first experience for me. But the first show that was probably one of the best nights of my life. Yeah, that was good. It was good. I, as far as the band in itself and meeting those guys, uh, we've met them twice now or whatever, and um, uh, real genuine, down to earth. Um, 
you know, uh, 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 easy to talk to because uh, so many of them all have their own Instagram accounts or whatever. And so, like the drummer, for example, recently got into a hit and run on a bike. He was on a bike and oh, yeah. uh, was a victim of a hit and run. And, you know, that could have ended his career, musical career. He, is, he yeah. broke his leg or ankle or something like yeah. that. But um, we made reference to Andrew's drum video that he recorded and that we, that we had sent out to St. Motel. And um, they remembered him. Wow. Um, yeah. That yeah, is really yeah. cool. So um, again, similar to Joy Wave, everything is 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 upbeat. It's it's done in in a sense of humor. Um, yeah. It like Andrew described it. These are all songs that are like earworms, right? They just they're meant to get in your head and stay there. Um, and um, if you are an auto manufacturer in the U.S., there's a good chance you've used a St. Motel song in one of your commercials. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. So again, it goes back to their business. You know, maybe they're not making as much mus- as much money these days as many artists are not making money these days off the actual release of songs, um, but instead um, the licensing of songs. Yeah. Or um, now, how valuable it is for them to tour. Um, yeah. And so um, this will be interesting to see what this does to the music industry. The the past three months that we've been in, um, I don't think concert going will be the same uh, once we come out of this pandemic. No, I think that's that's true. It's going to be interesting to see how um, society changes. You know, you think about travel, you think about vacations, you think about live music. Uh, so many different things that we just kind of took for granted are going to be completely different in kind of this new world. For sure. For um, sure. But yeah, so St. Motel, I, I added that to my list. and This is a long one. Guess how long this podcast is right now. Is it like two hours? Probably over two, two hours. Two hours and 20 minutes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you're going to we, we gave the fans everything they could have wanted on this one. Yeah. 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 All right. And, we should, and now, Gavin, when you produce this, you're going to put uh, like the music over top of all of our selections, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Track. With my, yeah. With, with yeah. My I was going to do that, as a matter of fact, is that, you know, if you go into like iTunes now and you, and you click on a song, it doesn't start from the beginning. It starts from like the part where... Uh, would would be the the, the most recognizable part of the song, but um, I thought that was a little bit um, that would be a little bit distracting. At the same time, we should probably have a disclaimer at the beginning of the podcast: is that if people want to play this at like one and a half times speed, um, <laughs> no, no, <I> mean, <laughs> they do have to do you know sit through a two and a half hour marathon. Right, talking yeah, about all my crazy rap names. <laughs> yeah, right, right. That's the thing. You only know. You only well, Gavin. I expected you surprised me because because when you said. Um, oh my god, you guys are going to know any of my rap lingo? Yeah. You only did three. And I did three, and one of them was Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, yeah so yeah, I... He, but, he, but it was just really kind of like, I like rap songs, but in proportion to other music, like, yeah. it's just kind of, I like different genres, with rock and classic rock, and yeah, then, yeah. you know what I mean, it's just like... Yeah, and I, I think that's what was so neat about this podcast, was that we, we hit upon so many different artists in one one fell swoop. Yeah, I feel like there's not, if, yeah. if, if you're a listener, there's not... We haven't mentioned one artist that you know. You know what I mean? Like, I'd hope exactly. that there's someone that yeah. you like in there. Yep. Well, cool. All right. Well, well done, gentlemen. Yeah. Thank yeah, likewise. you. Thank you for joining. Yeah. Special guest. Tom, yeah. a pleasure to have you on here. And I love the research you did. It showed. It showed yeah. for sure. Yeah. So, well, um, a topic near and dear to my heart. So. That's true. That's, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've always dreamed of this invite. Years in the making. Yeah, check it off your bucket list. Right. right. Yeah, I close you... my, my, my notebook now. Thank you guys. <laughs> um, Gav, you're gonna tease the 
What's the next topic? Yeah, so straight from Andrew. This is an idea yes. earlier um, when we were before the podcast. He was thinking we're going to do top 10 fictional movie or fictional villains. Just straight up villains. Right. Cartoons, movies, TV shows, anything. Like, books, books, books. books. Yeah, definitely books. Book. Uh, not really, but you know, yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Th- throw some picture books in there, right? Right. Hey. Yeah, I don't know how to read, but um, yeah. So we're clocking in at almost two hours and thirty minutes. Definitely the longest episode, and definitely most info packed. We had a lot of stuff in this one. This is great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, thank you all for listening. This has been the top ten everything episode twenty two. Twenty two. Deuce deuce. Wow. Twenty two spot. Um. Yeah, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you.